Welcome to episode 39 of the Varangian Heresy Podcast. My name is Jody, I am your host this evening, and uh, with me as, well, with me tonight is one of my co-hosts, um, sadly we've not been able to reach Chris, uh, so it is just my good self, and the one, the only, the man who sits atop the throne here of 30k in Sweden, the crown prince of it all, Mr. Freddy. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I am fucking spectacular. How are you, mate? Um, do you know what? I'm feeling pretty fucking good, to be honest with you. <laughs> We've had a good evening chat already, you and I, and, yep. um, you know, things are progressing. Well, I have all the stuff for the, thanks to you, I've got all the stuff for two night houses right now, so thank you, 30k community, it's been a pleasure, and goodbye. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, I'm all set up for the, uh, for the night raffles, stuff that needs to be painted, and yeah, feeling pretty on top of the world, to be honest with you. So... It's all about the knights. It is. I'm holding. I'm holding a lancer in my hand right now, caressing it. It is painting. All, painting cables. It is. Aren't you lucky? It's all about gigantic, gigantic plastic toy soldier men, uh, because. So all about cables. Yeah. On, on gigantic. Well, for you, it's all about cables. Soldier. For me, it's all about a fuck ton of resin that needs my attention and uh, cleaning and. Freaking how how many pieces does the freaking poor Fyron have? Yeah, I know it's madness. Holy H, mother of God, that thing's got a lot of shit in it. Um, the only thing is, like, Fortrow, you need to make a fucking base for it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Get no fucking base with it. I know it's big, but I went to this hobby shop and I got, like, a fucking wooden tray for it. And I have a plan for, like, a custom scenic base. So at least my metallic blue Perferon. From house whatever whatever in the Hagvarian system, yes, or Scor- Scorpius system. It's Hagva- going to be fucking awesome. Scorpius system, the Hagvar planet Hagvaria. Yep, um, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be absolutely amazeballs. And I, I am, uh, thanks to uh, two two good friends of the show, uh, Frederick and uh, Kim. Uh, I'm going to have some uh, very nice pieces of. Uh, mechanics, mechanical stuff to put on the bases. So I think we're going to have a Porphyrin climbing over a Demus pattern Rhino, possibly, or a Armageddon pattern Medusa. I haven't decided which yet. So they, stamp, you know, stamp it in its face. Stamp, stamping on it like it, it's its bitch that it's just you know really shown it how, what those fucking gigantic cannons do to a, a piddly little thing that really you know. It's the it's the David and Goliath the wrong way around, <laughs> and zero lube because yeah, um, it's it's going to be crushing something. You, to you, you should it. have like uh, the the Demon's Rhino is like being bent like in a V shape with the foot like smashed in the middle. You know what? Looking at looking at the the resin, um, I'm thinking I'm literally thinking about taking a heat gun to it and mashing yeah, something is... the size of the Porphyrin foot into the model and possibly seeing if I've got some spare marine bits and have them hanging you know, out the back. You know what you could do? You, you could place like a, like you glue the rhino together and then you place like a, a sledgehammer or something on top of it, like in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then you just fucking heat gun the shit out of it until the sledgehammer kind of just melts through. 
No, no, because the, the resin is going to start getting loose, and the sledgehammer will, will kind of, the weight will press it down. Yeah. Fair and point. it would be like someone is fucking, like it would be realistic, like someone just put his fucking foot there. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll come it. up with something fucking awesome. Um, I will come up with something very fucking awesome. I promise. I promise you that, ladies and gentlemen. And um, there will be once I actually start doing my lot, there will be pictures like Freddie's been doing, and we're just going to keep the hype rolling. But before we sidetrack even further, let's get some things out of the way. Episode thirty-nine tonight. We are doing um, kind of a, another um, listener episode, but this one is actually an event episode because we're going to be talking all about um, the Hagvarian betrayal which was our third part of our four, five part. Good God, yes, five part, which was a four part, which was a three part to begin with, event series for the Varangian Heresy. And that was our doubles event up in uh, Stockholm, uh, run by... An Stockholm! Orgasmo. Yeah, because we, we, we don't have we don't, we, we don't have anything in Malmo this year at the moment, but we do have Stockholm. Um, oh, we, we had the MK in Lund. We did have MK now, Okay, for the rest of the year, sadly, we don't, um, but that's a whole different thing. Um, but yes, we're going to be talking about the event itself, and then we have a fantastic guest, lovely gentleman named Christopher, or Chris. Um, so that got confusing during the interview, believe me or not. Um, two Chris's was, bad, was as bad as two Fredericks. Somehow I don't think we'll find two Jodies, but, you know, I'm, I'm enough Jody for anybody. <laughs> Um, and that you are my friend that you are why thank you I think I don't know Um, I'm going to move on (laughs) Um, and we talked about the um, Order of the Sigilite event that took place uh, at Warhammer World the weekend just gone so that was a very awesome but very long chat so this is actually going to be probably quite a big episode but um, it's going to be worth it I promise you you're going to love having all this heresy filling your ears welling up behind your eyeballs and just squishing your brain with pure heresy um so before we dive into all that freddie i'm just going to hit our listeners up with some uh, social media reminders give us a like on facebook at the varangian heresy podcast give us a or come and join us i should say at the varangian heresy podcast group we're on twitter at varangian heresy our email is the varangian heresy at gmail.com and we're on instagram at varangian heresy Come and follow us on all the social medias, especially if you want to keep up to date on what's happening with the Night Raffle. Freddie's doing his uh, very sexy, sexy metallic blue uh, Night House, he's already mentioned. And there's going to be so many little whip shots going up, it's going to be amazeballs. So, that's the sort of important stuff out of the way. What have you been up to since we last spoke, Freddie, hobby-wise? I have finished off the Macarius. I have uh, kind of got the base colors down on my night. I have also, um, you know, in between waiting for paints to dry, been painting militia, a militia squad and some sentinels. Just touching away. But my main focus has been the night, obviously. Yeah, which is, well, literally... Oh, and, and, I, and I also ran the agrarian. So. Yeah, well, just, just a little thing, you know, nothing much. Okay. So I haven't done that much. I, I, I'm kind of embarrassed. Like, hobby yeah. progress hasn't been that good. Shocking, Freddie. Go out back, you know, shoot yourself or take some very large amounts of alcohol as punishment or something. Yeah. I'll, I'll do that. Yeah, you for, force yourself through that one, okay, mate? You're going to have to do that. Um, <laughs> and How about yourself, mate? For my, my good self, um, what have I been doing? Well, I have uh, been washing a lot of nights. 
<laughs> boxing a lot of nights, or will be boxing a lot of nights, uh, to send them over to uh, lovely Stuart from uh, Miniature, Realms, Miniature Realm Painting. Um, and then I'm going to be looking at starting my stuff. Uh, planning our secret, secret terrain project for uh, Scorpius. Um, and I've also been kit bashing uh, on my own model front. I've been kit bashing a chaplain for my Iron Warriors, which I'm I'm a little bit surprised I actually did because I'd already sort of said to myself that I wasn't going to have a chaplain in any of my armies. Uh, because I don't know, I just wasn't a big fan of chaplains in the heresy. Um, I get why, but being the Iron Warriors, I mean, the whole anti-psyker, you know, keeping psychers in check thing wasn't really a big thing, as I feel for it for the um, uh, for the Iron Warriors. So it didn't make any sense. But then I thought, what the hell? He, he's going to make some units pretty fucking nails, so I might as well have a go at putting one together. So he's getting the breacher treatment with a nice boarding shield and his own custom Crozus with, you know, chain axe head on there and, you know, some funky uh, old chaos skull helmets. He looks pretty boss. Looking forward to painting him up. And I'm still doing rivets and highlighting on Mark III Marines, which is soul destroying at the moment. But I'm going to power through them so I can start weathering them and actually get my tactical so, so squads done. Are you keeping the chaplain like not super ornate like other chaplains, but fairly basic to keep with the Iron Warriors theme? Really so. basic. Um, do you remember the old metal Iron Warriors Warsmith model, the one that has the the snippy claw and uh, yeah. that the bolt? Well, I've got that. I, I have two of those. You have two of those. I I have one and a half. So, because somebody gave me one and I had the body from him a second time. So I've taken the body of that, clipped off the um, the left leg, which is the non-mechanical leg, because th that one looked overly um, chaos for me. Stuck, I've stuck a Mark III leg on there, and then yep. I've taken the what was the outstretched gun arm repositioned it so it's sort of coming down the length of his leg at an angle and I've drooped, sort of twisted the the um, chain fed bolts so they're dropping over so it looks yep. natural um, and then I've put a boarding shield arm on his left arm so he's going to be rocking the boarding shield and I've sort of glued the crozius to his hip so he's got the, the bolter out there so he looks, the only thing that's sort of ornate about him is the, the helmet and it's yep. one of the old style, um, old plastic kit Chaos Helms. So it's a nice skull looking helm. So it looks very chaplainish, but it's got like the um, the ornate arrow down the head. You know, down oh, the yeah, I, know which, I, I know which head you mean. Yeah, so I've got that as the, uh, the chaplain head. And I've actually taken off the old, a lot of the Iron Warrior skulls from the, the arm, like the big one on the chest. I've taken that off. Because I yep. want to keep it, like you said, sort of very basic. But he's going to be black. He's going to have some hazard stripes somewhere, um, and he's going to have the metal on his leg anyway. So I think he's going to he's going to fit nicely, but he's not going to be super ornate. I think. Uh, question question to you though. Yeah. I have never seen uh, a chaplain in 30k that is not painted in the Legion colours. I've seen a couple, um, and I've read uh, I read a number of bits with the. Um, what is it? If I, if I remember rightly, somebody can fluff hammer, you know, hit me with a fluff hammer on this one. But 
I think is it Fear to Tread or yeah Fear to Tread um, with the Blood Angels um, story where you've got the apothecary and spoilers and you know all that sort of stuff uh, the, uh, you've got the there's a psyker in that at the beginning uh, if I remember rightly and he talks about the chaplain being in black um, if memory but serves isn't that like a, a hint towards the death company sort of yeah well I wasn't sure because I took because it was the chaplain I took it as the the chaplain's being black and I quite like the idea of black in general um, and it's going to give me something to break up the scheme of my own warriors a little bit make the character stand out a little bit so I was quite happy to go with the black actually um, yeah. and he's going to like I said he's going to have the, the sort of legion boarding shield as well so that's going to be covered in hazard stripes so you're not going to miss him for being an iron warrior but I just like the idea of having him having that black in there because it felt um, what's the right word not ornate the opposite of ornate it basically just felt very generic but making a statement do you get me it is be honest there you're tired of painting metal <laughs> I want to paint another colour and I can't do anything fancy on my army it's not the blood angels they don't do scroll work it's not you know so yes it's nice to have a slightly different colour to paint and to have something a little bit more ornate on the model with the crozius and the funky bolter and stuff so Yes, there is a little bit of that in there. He's got some cables as well, so it's a nice little modelling painting challenge. But I think he's going to be a fun mini to have in the in the army. And I've, I think the only one I'm missing is like a Legion champion and a proper Master of Signals at the moment. I think I've made up pretty much everything else, um, in one shape or another. So, um, oh no, Pravian. I need to do a Pravian. Uh, no, Pravian. Moritat. Moritat's the one I need to do. Um, but yeah, so it's just a nice little addition, and I think he looks pretty funky, to be honest with you. So um, yeah, that's what I've been I've been doing in the hobby. Uh, no gaming, sadly, but that's going to get rectified the next couple of weeks. So uh, yeah, all happy on that. Well, one. I'm gaming on Sunday, which would oh. be like what? Not tomorrow, but the day, <laughs> 24 day hours, day. 30, 36 hours away. Yeah. Who are you gonna? Whose head are you gonna be trying to step on then? Uh, Palace Death Guards. Okay, so you going? Um, is he playing loyalist or traitor with those? Uh, he's gonna do. I don't know. We haven't decided because I'm taking my emperor's children. I, so we'll see. Emperor, we know the emperor's children go both ways, so it's not really an issue either way, is it? Yeah. Well, I don't have any named characters, so I could probably do loyal. Loyalist, if needed, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that sounds like it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Um, also, just realised that we've got a couple of other things that we're going to do on the episode tonight as well. We're going to be doing a couple of quick list reviews as well. Yep. So we've actually got um, Eric has sent in an, uh, another updated version of his Angel's Wrath Raven Guard Air Cavalry. And we have from uh, Manfred Matella, I can't remember if I pronounced that right, a Iron Warriors list, which has got me smiling because everything about the Fourth Legion makes me smile. Um so yeah we've got something rather awesome for your ears in that respect so before we plough into those shall we just get the news out of Forge World out of the way first yes we do let's get that talk about custards (laughs) custard marines and their ridiculously imposing holy shit their new super heavy dreadnought is out and it's what's it called the Telamon heavy dreadnought uh, £72 for the model as a whole you can buy the body 
um, separately, which comes with a missile launcher on top, and then you can buy the glove or the yeah, Telemon glove and the um, joint laser storm cannon of death um, separately as well. So it looks like you're going to be able to kit them out, possibly. I don't know, possibly uh, too close combat or too shooty or however. But well, um, I assume there will be more weapons. Yeah, I'm just, but, I just uh, think that it's nice <laughs> that they've actually put them separately. You know. Yeah, but aren't they like what? Aren't they? Don't they have rules for it on the web page? There is a PDF somewhere for it. Yes, I'm going to see if I can bring that up now. Because uh, they probably did that because there will be more weapon options later, and if yeah. you don't want to buy the because otherwise it makes no sense. I'm looking at him now. Uh, I'm looking at the PDF for it now. It is. Uh, the PDF as it stands. 300 points for the model. Weapon skill Ooh, 6. BS 5. Strength 9. Front side 13. Rear 12. Initiative 5. 4 attacks. 4 hull points. Um, and it's one unit. Um, he comes with uh, 2 inbuilt Proteus Plasma Projectors. Uh, one torso-mounted uh, bo- uh, speculus bolt launcher, smoke launchers, searchlight, extra armor, armored ceramite, multi-layered refractor field. Um, he's got move-through cover, indomitable charge, unyielding sentinel as special rules. Um, I'll quickly blast through those. He can take the, the. This is the thing. He can take the Anchorus um, uh, Arcanus storm cannon at 30 points. Um, and the ah that's it that makes sense then the uh, Telemon Serastus uh, or Siastus or however you pronounce it I'm horrible with this fake Latin are the gloves are the power the, the sort of power fist glove options so he comes with two of those as standard and then you can add the the cannon on there if you want you can exchange one or both for thirty yep. points each so yeah the, I like the fact they've released it that way it's very awesome. Um, what is it? He gets D6 Rammer, Hammer of Wrath attacks with his Indomitable Charge. What, wait, D6? D6 Hammer of Wraths with his Indomitable Charge, and that's going at Strength 9. Um, fucking yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Unyielding Sentinel. Uh, if he suffers a penetrating hit, two dice must be rolled to determine the result on the vehicle damage table, and the highest roll discarded. So you've basically got to roll box cars to blow this motherfucker up. <laughs> or to do some, yeah... To do some serious damage on him because he'll discard a six with a for a lower result. So gulp. Um, multi-layer refractor field. Uh, multi-layer refractor field is a four plus invulnerable save, including increasing. Oh, sorry, I, I'm not tired. I don't know what I am. I just don't have haven't had any coffee in me today. Um, it's a, increases to a three plus against weapons with a blast special rule that use a template of any kind. So, blast special rule, or, sorry, or that use a template of any kind. Oh, there we go, D-weapons. Yep. <laughs> he, he gets a three-up invul against D-weapons. Is that even possible? It's cheaper than a fucking uh, Leviathan. Can you even take a D, a, a, an invulnerable save against D-weapons? I haven't been hit I, with a D-weapon for so long. <laughs> I haven't had the D-weapon no, no, like, face uh, for so uh, long, Freddy. Uh, on a on a six, you re-roll the vulnerable saves. I think. I have yeah. I haven't had the D in my face for so long, Freddy. I don't know what I'm doing. No, um, I can change that for you. I'm sure you can. The uh, Arrakis or Arachnus storm cannon, uh, concentrated blast, seventy-two inches, strength nine, AP one, heavy two, 
Exoshock special rule, which is if it scores a successful penetrating hit on target, roll a d6. On a 4+, plus, you get a second automatic penetrating hit on the same target. And it may That's not take nice. cover saves. Christ, that, why, would that... you need, why would you need cover saves? Well, no, it's just the way it puts it. You can't take a cover save, so no jinking, for example. Because oh, jink is a cover save. so nice against fucking, uh, what do you call it, white scars. White scars, yeah. <laughs> or, well, that's just horrible. Um, that's, that's heavy two could technically become four penetrating hits. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the burst fire. Strength uh, range 48, strength 7, AP 3, heavy 7. <laughs> yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, plasma projectors are range template, so I'm guessing they're the flame template. Uh, yep. Strength 5, AP 2, assault 1, gets hot. Eh, not bad. Uh, AP 2. AP 2, yep. Strength 5, AP 2. So Ooh, fucking Terminator's nasty. over on a 3. Um, to wound and then yeah well if, if, if you face. charge him like if you charge him defensive fire ugh, it's going to be nasty yes it is uh, I mean it doesn't say anything about wall of flame um, on here oh but... you get that with we, you, you get that with your templates anyway yeah I'm just saying there's nothing specific about it here so they have they, they obviously haven't taken it out of the equation or whatever uh, and then in melee the uh, the glove itself is strength 2 times 2 AP to melee shred murderous strike so instant but death shred shred and murderous strike shred and murderous strike so basically instant death on a roll of a 6 to wound well you will probably instant death most things anyway but... yeah pretty much but you know if you're going up against a primarch or something I'm guessing or I don't know something uh, well to get get rid of uh, feeling of pain yes yeah uh, and then you've got uh, the uh, Spiculus, or Spiculus Bolt Launcher, 48 inch range, strength 5, AP 4, heavy 5, rending volley fire. Uh, a volley fire is if the bearer does not move in the movement phase, it will it may double the number of shots fired by this weapon. Uh, and it says, note that relentless special rule does not allow models to move and claim benefit of this special rule. So... Even if he's got relentless, which, as a, I believe he has, Could not. yeah, basically as a, as a as a walker he has, um, yeah, he basically if he stands still, it's ten heavy uh, ten shots with rending, and strength five AP four. Yeah. Motherfucker, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> ow, um, ow. So yeah, the golden boys are very fucking happy. Um, you call some fucking solar auxilia with that. <laughs> you call some fucking marines with that. Let's let's be honest. That's going to call a lot of things. It's just going to be weight of fire, forcing, forcing armor saves. But still, that's just nasty, like nasty. Ow. Yeah, it's pretty fucking insane. It's gross. Fucking painful is what it is. Yeah. Um, it's gross. It is, but it's gold, and it's, you know, one of the Emperor's super soldiers who's been super soldiered up for, like, the third time or whatever. Um, and I, you know. What, you mean a Primaris Marine? <clears throat> Shots fired. <laughs> 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 hashtag, hashtag, we believe. Let's not go down that route, please, Freddy. <laughs> Stop stirring, motherfucker. <laughs> Sorry. Behave yourself. That's what man. I do. 
it's what I do. It's true. It's what you do. Um, so yes, that, that is the new thing out. There are, or there were, I don't know if they're still available. Yep. There's tickets for the open day, which is on the 13th of August. Thanks for well for doing another open event on the day that we run our event. I swear they listen to us and just go, we're going to fuck them over. I really do. Because they, they heard uh, the ranting about Aethead. That's probably, yeah. <laughs> They're like, fuck this guy. <laughs> fuck this guy and all his ranting and shit. <laughs> We're not having that, so let's just screw up his event. Yeah, well done, Forge World. Yay. But no, in all, in all seriousness, um, 12.50 for the open day. Uh, get in there. It looks like it's going to be a blast, as always. Those those events are always fun. Um, yeah. Doesn't, uh, it says, open... Uh, open it from 10 a.m. Studio areas close at four. Venue closes at six. Um, yeah, they're going to do uh, have the creative minds. Yada yada yada. Uh, what else will they have? Sales area, uh, forge or painted competition, and there'll be gaming tables available as well. So all in all, it's an open day. It's going to be fun. If you can get along, get along. And if you do go along. Give us a shout. Tell us you're going along. We'll have you on to talk about it because that would be pretty awesome. Um, yeah. We had a lot, as you'll hear, we had a lot of fun talking to Chris about the event going on at Warhammer World. So anything else that goes on, we'd love to hear it. So uh, yeah, hit us up. Um, that's really the new stuff from from Forge World. Uh, there's possibly other stuff for other gaming systems, but uh, no, sorry, I'm I'm not all inclusive like others. I don't really care. Um, so moving on. Um, so before we hit up the list, we got a review. I think it's important because we've already gone on about it a couple of times to mention the night raffle. Yep. And where we Fuck are you. at the moment, or where where the cause is, where's the money the money target is so far. Um, would you like me to take that? Yes, please, because uh, I've got the information. I, 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 I need to hold one of the knights in my hand now while it's drying. Okay, fair enough. So it won't make you juggle anything. Um, so we have uh, the goal this year is ten thousand US dollars to go on top of the ten thousand um, goal that we had from last year. So as we speak right now, um, first things first. Towards the ten thousand goal for this year, we're at seventy-two percent. So that $7,240 has been raised, which is awesome. Uh, doing a huge, huge chunk of that came from the very fantastic um, TFL-hosted uh, telethon that took place a couple of weeks ago now, or even a week ago. Um, I'm still still very sad and feel slightly ashamed that I didn't make it on due to you know computering problems, which I will kick my computer for at a later point. But, um, yeah, such great work, made such an impact. And overall, towards the goal of $20,000, we're at 86%. So, all in all, we are fucking rocking it. And there is still, what, what are we looking at? The whole of July, August, September, and a week into October. So, three, three months and a week, you have still yeah. got to buy tickets to smash this target out of the fucking park. And be in chance for be in t with the chance of winning one of the three night houses plus additional prizes. Yeah, uh, plus a warhound. Plus a warhound, which, which uh, is getting painted by Tom at the Genome Five Two, and he used actually texted me today that he has put it together and he's going to do a Legion Mortis one. Nice. So fucking, you know, 
thumbs up for for Tom there. Big and shout out to Tom. Thanks, also brother. we have from um, Mr. Uh, Henry. Mr. He's going to do Steel, yeah. uh, a custom MK Super Special Knight character. Oh yeah, uh, baby. That's also going to be raffle off. And then we have the special edition Lehman Ross Primark book that we're raffle out. We had the Perturaba one, but that already got raffled out during the telethon. Uh, so yeah, and uh, there's heaps of stuff. I missed that, out on that. Yeah, uh, people are still talking about asking if they want to donate things. So we'll see if we can raffle off some more stuff as well. Yeah. So not only, uh, as we say this, say this many, many times, not only are you in with a chance of winning an awesome night house or something as epically cool. Um, sorry, you are in chance with winning a night household, but you're also in with a chance of winning other epicness, such as a Warhound Titan, such as a custom painted night character by a Golden Demon winner and just sheer awesomeness, basically. All for the princely sum of 35 US dollars, which around the world may at some point equate to a couple of packets of crisps and a pint of beer. Or here in Sweden, that's like, what, half a pint these days? I can never tell. Yeah. I don't drink. I don't know. I don't drink. I just know it's bloody expensive to drink over here, so I know I'm saving money. <laughs> Simple as that. Well, I, I paint for 12 and I drink alcohol like a fucking Fish. shroom. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always poor. Yeah, we're both in the same boat, for but for different reasons. Um, so, awesome job, guys. Don't stop giving. Keep giving. It's not about us. It's not for us. It's for um, the simple and very important cause of trying to kick the testicles of a very nasty little disease and help out the people it is affecting. And, again, all the money raised goes to these guys. We are not taking any sort of of financial uh, bump from this there's nothing coming out of it for us or anybody involved in it this is purely for kicking the ass of this disease so please please put some money into this and be in with the chance of winning something awesome simple yeah, as that like uh, all the money goes like 100% to the parental project for Duchenne uh, uh, for research to funding research to find a cure for the for Duchenne muscular muscular dystrophy, muscular dystrophy. Sorry, it's too much wine. Uh, DMD, or not enough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or not enough. Uh, and like all we do is we just promote the cause. Uh, kindly enough, they provide us with a page, and like we we have nothing to do with any of the money or whatever. Like all we do is we get notifications so I can add on raffle tickets, and yeah, that's how it is. So yeah, yeah. so just do it. All the money goes to something good. And it's uh, fucking important because that disease doesn't get enough attention and doesn't get enough funding for research. So whatever we can do to help out, it means a lot. Yeah. And if you want to see, you know, if you want to see your any sort of acknowledgement for your uh, payment, there's a fantastic little roll of honor that goes on the page and your name will show up there as well. So you can see it registering and it's just awesome. Please, please, please get involved and, uh, you know, get it out there it's going to be awesome so yeah after that little public announcement um should we move on to some lists and get them out of the way fuck it some, which list some, do you want to do first let's give some super powerful feedback to the super powerful people who sent stuff in should, should we start okay. with eric because yeah we have already gone through it we went through eric's list last time and this is a revised list 
that he sent through to us, which is awesome. Um, and let me just see if he's put any notes on what he sent through. No, it's a revised list for us to look at. So, yep. Well, uh, I I know kind of what it, because I've read through the lists. So I know what he's changed. And if people kind of remember our feedback from our last episode about uh, he needed to do something about reserve roles because he had most things coming into flyers and stuff. And if someone kind of you know, it's kind of easy to get a neg one to your reserve roles or fuck up reserves. So it's 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 really important that you have something to boost your reserves. And we were talking about Morn. Yep. Strike Captain Alvarax Morn and how he's like the go-to character. And either he can do Morn or he could, like we were talking about Fluffwise, it's uh, like Morn's protege that kind of was a Terran and then eventually got, you know, he left the Legion after Korax kind of got rid of the Terrans and stuff. But anyway, so what he's done in this new revised list is basically the same as last time. So he has a Legion Centurion yep. uh, in Tartarus Terminator armor with the Volkite Charger. Mm-hmm. And he's a Primus Medicare. Obviously, he needs some medical assist- assistance for your Terminators because they can't have medics normally. Yeah. Then he, the then he is, yeah. And then he is, has a Praetor. And he has Raven's Talents. Not, so no uh, uh, normal stock. It's not a normal stock standard trader, but it's a very kind of thematic uh, Raven Gods ter- uh, Terminator. Yeah. So it has Raven's Talents and Tartarus Terminator armor because that's his thing. I want to, by the way, before I forget, I want to give him a shout out because the model looks fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> model he's done. Yeah. And we'll get him, get him, get a copy of Trump and remember to put it up on our Facebook page for you guys to have a look at. Yeah, no, yeah normally you do the, the whole fucking Paragon Blade and Digilaser and shit, but he, he's just gone for a straight up uh, Praetor with Totter's Terminator Armors and Raven's Talons. I used to keep the theme with kind of Raven Gods. Yeah. And then obviously he has Strike Captain Morn. And just like we said, that he, because of the right of war that he's doing, which is, remind me, what is it called? The, the fucking uh, angel, Angels, uh, angels, angels Wrath, isn't it? Uh, yeah, Angels Wrath. Yeah, a- a- Angels Wrath. Uh, he needs to have everything either in skimmers or flyers. Yeah. So, uh, and we talked about it on our last episode, that he needs to, to have more, and he needs to put him in an anvilus drop pod. And what he's done, he's done exactly that so he's had more with a command squad which is kind of uh tooled out to three uh, not tooled out but it has three uh, chosen and a standard bearer so it's four marines and then they, they all have power weapons and they are riding in an ambulance uh pattern dreadclaw just because it's a flyer skimmer so he, he can get away with that yep he's doing everything he needs to do and he's doing it in the right way and it fits so Pretty awesome. Which means that, that this motherfucker is going to land turn one and boost all the reserve rolls and make sure that people don't fucking scatter too much when they deep strike. Yeah. And then and then basically he has uh, two by Terminator squads in the Darkwind Storm Eagle, which he will probably bump in the Primus Medicare and the Praetor in one of them or either split them up. Either way, it will work fine, you know, yeah. just to make them a bit more tougher and harder. Uh, and then he he has uh, two tactical squads in Storm Eagles, which is, you know... Stock standard, but very, very good. Stock, stock standard, very good. Uh, no no real upgrades for them, just normal uh, normal tactical squads. They have the Vixilla, yep. which is which is good for morale. Um, then he has uh, Dark Furies with Melter Bombs, 
which are nasty close assault. But during the whole uh, Angels of Wrath, you can have uh, jump troops. And Dark Fears, uh, funnily enough, are jump pack troops. And worth, so the, worth their weight as jump pack troops, from what I know. I mean, yeah. I've never touched wood because I would very much not like to face Eric again for like a, a third event um, that we run. Um, but yeah, they, they, they look pretty freaking nasty. Um, and yeah. I'd rather not be on the business end of those. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're pretty, they're pretty nasty. Uh, and then uh, for heavy support, oh, sorry, for for fast attack though, so he has the Anvilus to jump with Morn and the Command Squad. He has the Dark Fury Assault Squads uh, with Melted Bombs and uh, uh, Max Dark Furies. And then he has uh, three Legion Javelin Attack spy attack Bites in a squadron. And they all have heavy bolters and twin link last cannons here stock standard. So kind of a nice anti-tank. So he either he can deep strike them or he can outflank them from memory, right? Yes, he can. I believe so. It does it. Yeah, it doesn't say on his stupid printout, but I'm pretty so, sure yeah, you, out, have you can. Here. I'm pretty sure you can outflank with them, or you can start with them on the board. You just have some more stuff on the board. Do you know what? Give uh, me a couple of seconds. I will get my interactive iPad up and have a look while you're talking. So keep talking. I'll, I'll answer that question. Yeah. And then for heavy support, he has the Legion Fire Raptor gunship, which is uh, you know awesome for anti-air or just anti-infantry. Uh, with four Hellstrike Mitchells, which uh, will come in handy. And then he has the Legion Jetbike Sky Slayer Squadron. So all the multi-melters in your fucking shebang, which is uh, basically four four Space Marine Sky Slayers and a Sky Slayer Sergeant. So five of the b- motherfuckers with the uh, multi-melters. And he can de-strike them or he can just deploy them on the board. So basically he is everything we went through... Uh, on our last show that he needed to do to make this playable as in he needs to make sure that turn two most of his things are rocking up in reserves he's done so it, it, it's a pretty solid list it's pretty fucking fast and hard it will still struggle against mass infantry or uh you know a light list or mass infantry or you know heavy armor and stuff uh or just yeah that's it. Heavy armor or mass infantry. Like I guess another rounded list, it will do pretty well. Yeah. But it, it, it's like the paper rock scissors. It's, it's not like a, a you know the eureka list. It's not going to do everything you can. But it, it's a cool list, and that's all that matters. Uh, he hasn't kind of gone through on the fluff much more. He he's, uh, he said he's like interested in exploiting the fluff and what's going on, but. Uh, he said he, he wanted to talk more about it, but he likes the idea about the Terrans, and he kind of likes the idea behind what we were talking about last last episode. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he, he's done the changes, and what he's done right now, like, you know, fluff wise, it all I, I can't give it a point on the fluff scale because he hasn't given the fluff more, but if I, in my head, use the fluff that I kind of envision for it, it's still up there with an eight, like I said, like it's the whole the Terrans, it's like the mm. the precursor to the Black Shield units that are eventually going to come in, in book six, I think it is. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. And, and and it kind of fits in my in my little fucking fluffy head, it, it, it fits with the theme, this is like just prior to them getting dismissed by Corax as a fluffy list and, they, and they're kind of fighting and the heresy has started and they're fighting for it and it just before that guy that was like 
100% loyal to Korax dies and then forms a Black Shield, that Moan, Moan character that he's running, in my head, he is that guy. And that eventually he will die and they will turn into these Black Shields. Yeah, I mean... So it's like, it's like early heresy. Um, you know what? I know. I think I was a little harsh on him last time when I talked about the the, the score I gave him. I'm I'm very much more up around the sort of eight eight and a half mark now, and the reason being is the actual taking on the feedback is a good thing. Putting it into play is another, but actually seeing how the army works now um, makes it more fluffy for me. It makes more sense. It makes more sense, as in, as in, you know, the the use of the the character but making it his own, as suggested, yeah. and have, with the um, inclusion of the uh, the drop pod and everything to actually make it su- realistically survive turn one, so he's not likely to lose his army turn one and get wiped off, which is very much something that the Raven Guard or any Astartes force, but most definitely somebody like the Raven Guard who do fast strike infiltrating kind of things would be looking to do. They'd be looking to be smart and survivable. They want to be in there for the engagement. They don't just want to show up and get their dicks blown off. So actually Well they would they would have like Pathfinder units going in and yeah. like uh, the background of Morn is like how he lands and he kinda of coordinates the entire strike. But Morn is a later character, if you look from the foundation of the Raven Guard, so I'm just picturing this Morn as being the protege of Morn. That's what I mean, and that's that's what Morn 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 Senior. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. The, the the sensei to Morn, the guy yeah. who will teach him what he's to, what he what he's to do. But I, I just like I said, that makes it more fluffy for me. It makes it more rounded. It makes it more of a there's more of a story to the army. Um, and the way he's put, you know, the built the army in general. And yes, to confirm, the um, the javelin landspeeders do have outflank, so they yeah, can, they can come in. So. Yeah, so they can come in on outflank as well, which again it makes them even more irritating or useful, depending on who you are actually see, whether you're see, playing them play, or not. Play, playing Empress children and the Maruscara, whatever is fast and fucking elite, so I always get out, outflank anyway. So I never bothered with knowing the rules so yeah but it's um it's it's much more for me it's now fits much more fluffy much more well-rounded um and i am very much looking forward to seeing other people hopefully getting there uh getting to interact with it at uh what i'm guessing is going to be scandus so uh that would be very awesome uh so top job eric i'm gonna i'm gonna go up to an eight on this one uh myself and you know, I think that put, brings both of us into line, really, doesn't it, Freddie? Yep. Yep. Awesome. For sure. There we are then. That's all pretty sweet. So then we've got the next list, and and this is I'm just bringing it up now in front of me. This is a Iron Warriors list, two and a half thousand points, um, and already I'm seeing a problem, um, and you can correct me on this one, Freddie. Uh, already yeah. seeing a problem, but this is Manfred's list, and I'll take you through it. So it's Iron Warriors onslaught, onslaught detachment, running Primarch's chosen right of war. Uh, no, you can't do that with onslaught. Exactly. That's that's the immediate problem that I see. Um, so this is something you need to think about, Manfred, right away. You can't run onslaught and 
uh, right of war at the same time. I've only recently just found this out and I only say that because most of the time I've just been running the basic crusade list and running rights of war but then I was looking for what I could get away with and found that you know this is how you do it so uh, that's why it popped out to me straight away just pure learning um, however the, the list in, in and of itself is this he's got uh, prime, the Primarch Perturabo which is HQ um, after running after Estvan so with Forge Breaker on there, big big thumpy hammer of awesomeness. Legion Command Squad, five Marines with the banner, two Charnable Sabres, uh, Lightning Claw, plasma, plasma Pistol, Power Fist, um, and then the Dedicated Transport, which is the Tormentor. So the Legion Shadow Sword with the uh, a set of, set of side sponsons with the Last Cannon Heavy Bolt to the Void Shield and Space Marine Legion Crew. Uh, um, question there. Yes. Uh, so. The dedicated transport becomes HQ then. The dedicated transport, um, the rules for the Tormentor, I'll go, because I have them here uh, to hand relatively quickly. Uh, basically, when you take the the, um, the Tormentor, uh, if it's in the Lord of War slot, it doesn't count towards the Lord of War slot. That's the ruling on it. However, uh, if you go back to the general rules on dedicated transports, they count towards whatever that slot is, so they count as a HQ unit. Yeah, so now it's a HQ. Yeah, so it would count as a HQ unit. Uh, but I just wanted to be clear on how that actually breaks down a bit for that one, uh, yeah. because it is it is very useful, and that is in large games of three thousand points or more that he can take the Tormentor, which is the second problem because. This list is two and a half thousand points. How? Oh. So he can't take the Tormentor. So, two things right away, Manfred. Can't take the Tormentor in two and a half thousand points, so bump it up to three thousand. You're golden, and you need to look at the right of war, um, either going Crusade if you want to run Primarch's Chosen, or you stick with Onslaught, and he can still be your Warlord. Um, so that's not a problem. Um, Troops, we're looking at uh, Legion Vet Tactical Squad, Marksman, Melter Bombs, two Plasma Guns, uh, Carbon... Uh, next squad is Legion Veterans, Machine Killers, Melter Bombs, two Melter Guns. Um, the first Legion squad with the Plasma Guns has got a Sergeant, RT Armor, um, Standard Loadout, the Veteran Sergeant with the Machine Killers, uh, RT Armor, uh, Lightning Claw and Plasma Pistol. Then we go into heavy support, so Onslaught, we're looking at four heavy support slots. Uh, you've got the uh, Land Raider Phobos with Armored Ceramite, Dozer Blade, uh, Phobos, Armored Ceramite, Dozer Blade, so he's running a pair of Phobos's, and then we've got two uh, Legion Predator tanks, each running Plasma Executioner, uh, both got Armored Ceramite, and one of them is rolling a Dozer Blade. Um, now the fluff we've got here is is meant to represent a very uh, elite force of Perturabo's finest warriors punching a hole through the enemy lines uh, the way they like to do, calculated with unrelenting force. Uh, he says he'd like to hear your feedback on that list. So, well, well that, that does he need to run onslaught? If he's going, this is the thing. Uh, onslaught gives you uh, four. The thing with onslaught as a Force Org 
it's yeah. one HQ compulsory, two HQs in total. Your requirements are one troop, one heavy support to fill the compulsory options, and you get four heavy support slots in that list. Because again, it's it's one I've been looking at for uh, Scorpius and Scandus as a possibility of running. So in doing so and then taking uh, Primarch's Chosen which I believe then if memory serves makes Vet squads troops um, yeah. that's where he's combined to make this army work um, I looked at this like I said I made the mistake and I, I looked at doing this with Pride of the Legion um, so along the same lines now um, immediately my immediate thoughts um, so he had four. So he has four heavy support choices. Four heavy support choices, which are two sec single Land Raider Phobuses and two single Predator execute Plasma Executioners. Um, but he, but he can make those into squadrons, and then he only has two. Yes, but we all know how well squadrons work, don't we, Nicholas? Um, and they do work. But they do work if you do it right. Um, I think my first first question would be to Memphis. Well, the, the the plasma, like the plasma, is never going to come close to anywhere. So he could squander them up, because I, I don't think that's too bad having them in a squadron. The the problem Nicholas has with his land raider is that they're they're his fucking assault transports, yeah. and they're going to get close to the enemy. So it means that like you get a couple of dudes throwing melter bombs yeah. and getting charged, they get fucked on. But the fucking plasma predators, that they're like. A, Plasma Predators, uh, Demolishers, and whatever, like mm. the Vindicators, they are good in squadrons because they stay the fuck away from the enemy. Yeah. While, la while Land Raiders are transports and they're getting close to the enemy, and, and that's why they they get fucked on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I actually, personal experience, I would swap completely and say, if you're going to play squadron something up out of that list, don't squadron up the Executioners because it's good to have them as independent units roaming around and actually being effectively light armor, light to medium armor snipers. Um, and you, they're really good at taking out bunched troops with their templates. I mean, it's three shots, doesn't get hot, strength seven, AB2. Uh, you know, they'll punch a hole in a rhino. Anything with the, with the armor value of 12 or under is going to have a bad day at them. You can glance at armor 13 down as well um, so they're really useful wandering around on their own um, my, as an Iron Warriors player my immediate feedback would be um, first things first what else do you have um, available model wise I love the, the idea of the the theme behind this of going for the um, going for the Primarchs chosen I think it's great you can get away immediately to make this a legal list you can get away with um, dropping the Tormentor which frees up roughly 550 points at a guess with what he's got on there and take it away from Onslaught and keep it as Primarch's chosen if that's where you want to go and then simply squadron up the two Land Raiders or Squadron up. Either way, your choice. Squadron up the predators, because that way. I'll, I'll, I'm still inclined for the predators because the land raiders. You want them to 
You don't want them to drive as a squadron because you want to be able to deliver troops in different areas. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but again, what I would uh, what I would look at with this is you could again save points and add more into this list, even even more by simply putting the veteran squads in um, what do you call it in rhinos. Put them in rhinos. They, they, they. You've got one unit that can outflank here. Uh, you want them out of the unit rough uh, as quickly as possible. They're going to outflank from reserve on turn two, turn one if you get lucky because it's Perturabo and he rolls for reserve straight away, and then you want to gun them up the field as quickly as possible and get them out into something or shooting at something. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be a one turn, maybe a two turn if you get lucky, um, piece of armor around them, and then they're going to get out anyway. Um, I can see the the love of, of bringing them because they're AV14. They have uh, las cannons on the side. That, that's that's really useful. But then the money, the points you can save by taking away the tormentor. You can take away the two uh, land raiders. Put all those pull pull those points to God. That's got to be close on. I'm guessing about 360, 800 points, maybe a bit more. You can yeah. pull, you can pull those points into a Spartan. And put to put Perturabo in the Spartan, and then that's still going to leave you 400 points for. You want to go elite? Put an Iron Havoc squad in there somewhere. Put them inside a. You can put them inside a transport if you want to. Uh, put a second. Uh, put a Terminator squad in. Give them something heavy that's going to power forward and put them in a, in a, a Land Raider particularly. Or you know, th there's a lot more you can do with those points when you think about giving the the actual units different options i love the aesthetic of it i think it looks it'll look amazing on the field i just think if you want to make use of the points there's a lot more you can do with this um, at two and a half thousand if you want to keep the tormentor find 500 points uh find something for 500 points up your game i mean if you're looking at scorpius for example and this is a list for scorpius um I would really look at a second troop option, a third troop option, for sure. Um, which is why I say drop, drop one of the land raiders, drop the tormentor, get a well, Spartan. For, Scorp for, for Scorpius, he has another thousand points. No, Scorpius is two and a half thousand. Scandis is three and a half thousand. Oh, Scorpius. Oh, yeah, Scorpius. Yeah, so sorry. that's what I'm saying. For Scorpius, get rid of onslaught. Drop one of the pre uh, drop one of the land raiders. And drop the tormentor, put Perturabo and his his squad in a uh, Spartan. Then get yourself a Terminator unit or another veteran squad. Wrap the veteran squads, uh, wrap those squads in rhinos, and then put maybe put a, a Terminator unit in a in a bare bones um, land raider, and then you've got three scoring options wrapped up in armor. You've got high-quality fighters going in there, and you've still got the predators roaming around as individuals, and then you've got a Spartan rocking your Primark and his command squad, which replaces the amount of firepower that you're going to have from one of the Land Raiders anyway. Um, so that's how I would approach it for Scorpius and Scandus. Uh, yeah, you've got a thousand points to play with. Go nuts! Add some more troops <laughs> in there. 
um, again look at your look at your options uh, I do believe you don't need the even for the veteran squads I think you can get away with actually giving them land raiders as dedicated transports so you don't need to take up the heavy support slots that way as well so don't yeah. don't forget the dedicated support uh, dedicated um, transport slots because they will save you heavy support slots which is really important um, so you can still run your um, Primarchs Chosen have a think about it and do a bit more with um, do a bit more with the points that you have available for you if you don't have the models then it's not a bad list it just I would really think about what you might have available to you and see what more you can get out of it um, and feel free to drop us I mean that, that's just off my feedback feel free to drop us a, an email with a list of what you've got and you know if you want some help sort of pairing the list down or playing around with the list feel free to drop us an email um, Freddie have you got any thoughts on this one or any more thoughts uh, no well I think like if he if he wants to play it as it is obviously he has to drop the tormentor because it's not legal without it and then he needs to go to a normal age of darkness for sword and he needs to squadron up either the land raiders or the predators uh, I'm inclined to to the predators because obviously he's driving his veteran squads in the land raiders and he wants yeah. flexibility for that Fair enough. Uh, and then he'll just find whatever he can replace with the tormentor for now on and then when he goes up to 3000 points or higher chuck in the tormentor and then you know still he'll still have to run um, basically the normal army of darkness army of dark darkness <laughs> Darkness, if he wants to have the Legion's chosen, like mean the Primarch chosen. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know it's not a bad thing to to do there. And you've got um, again, if you can just squeeze a few points out here and there, maybe get yourself um, an apothecary in somewhere to go in with the, um, or does it have to be a Primus Primus Medicaid to go in with the command squad? Uh, no, it could be a normal one. Yeah, so if you can find the the forty points or whatever, um, put an apothecary in with the command squad because I mean Perturabo is going to do a sh hell of a lot of leading from the front and tanking, but um, giving yourself uh, some extra survivability on your command squad is always a good thing, in my eyes. Yeah. Um, Never underestimate feel no pain unless you're me, and then then don't, always don't scream perfection. <laughs> It never works. Yeah, that's true. Well, I, I to be fair, I've, I haven't run Apothecary since the first of Ari, I because <laughs> my apothecaries just went, nah, shoot him in the head, it's easier. <laughs> it just sucked. <laughs> it's too, too many feel-no-pain die rolls to make. Yeah, yeah, it was just too bad, too much. We don't care if we get shot off the field, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Close combat, well, if we don't win, we're going to die anyway. So, Apothecary <laughs> just went, eh, sod it, I've got pretty white armor, I'm just going to shoot things in the head. Um, but yeah, seriously, Manfred, if you, if you want to drop us a drop us a list of what you've got, uh, if you want to take on the feedback and see what you want to do with the list and send it back in again, love to have a look at it with your bud and have even have a chat on uh, Facebook if you want to. So, whatever works for you, dude. Um, but yeah. Other than that, I think that's our list reviews as well. Yeah, there so, was some sort of question, didn't you? Oh, yes, there is. Thank you very much for reminding me. I'm glad you did, because I did promise we'd actually read this one out. So uh, this is from 
uh, Ross Burgett, which is uh, Hanky, Hank, uh, a lovable Blood Angels player who just, you know, he, he and I need to have a 3,000 points showdown after last after Avari I4 last year. Because, um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was a champion and then sadly the... Yeah, the game didn't go so well, but you can always go back and look at our videos to see that one. Um, so the comment is as follows. It says, hey, Jody, hope all is well. I'm doing good. Thank you, bud. Um, I would be interested to hear how you, as a gamer and your hobby hobbyist, has evolved over the years since you started 30K Journey. What thoughts did you have when you wanted to add to your army? Uh, how have you uh, how's your play evolved? Uh, painting tips and ideas, experiences with painting a a whole army etc and uh, freddie and chris his perspectives and thoughts would of course be very interesting to hear uh, i for one painted my first fully painted army since i started 30k so it's had a big impact on my hobby at least um so yeah that is that's his question he's also said he'd be willing to come on and talk about his hobby experiences so be prepared for a message henke we'll see if we can get that sorted so um yeah what do you want to start with that one freddie me, you. Uh, I think the a, a couple of things has changed since I started gaming, compared to when I played uh, fantasy and 40k back in the day. Uh, I don't ever play with unpainted miniatures anymore. Like, I, I don't rock up with an army unless it's painted. Uh, before back, it, like before when I was war gaming, I could do that. But now for some reason, I don't know. I, it's like it doesn't feel the same unless I have a fully painted army. Like, I, I, I don't even, I don't know, but I think it has to do with the whole list building thing. If you remember, like, how list building was a massive thing for all war games. Uh, I, I know when I played Napoleonics or other historical war games, I didn't play until I had a painted army. Uh, but that never, so I, I hardly ever played, obviously. <laughs> but now with, 30k it's kind of the same thing i don't want to play like I'll, I'll play with what i have painted but i don't play with an unpainted army and when i played 40k before when i started like we played with like your prime models or whatever you build stuff and you you, you kept trying out know, like does this combo work does this combo work but now now that, that has just disappeared that's all about like oh look i painted this knight look at it and now i'm going to play with it and, and, and also it's been it, it's been if you compare it to a historical war game you know you, you play World War II let's make that that's an easy one everyone can relate to World War II and you're like oh uh, I'm playing the you know th third me mechanical battalion at you know somewhere and then uh, you're like oh they had these tanks they had these uniforms and I'm, I'm weathering to that effect and I paint them with that and I put the squadron markings and shit and now and now when you play 30k, it's the same same thing, but you do it with the fluff wise. It's like, look, this is like the fucking Hagwarian Nighthouse. They have metallic blue armor. They rock up these. The, this is the symbol of the Nighthouse. That this is what they do. Their normal doctrine is this and this and this. And that means that you you kind of feel they will have you know two lancers and a, a, a and they love love uh, the Serestus Knights bodies that they're they're like their main body chassis that they used and blah blah blah. So you focus on them, and you build like you you have heaps of them, and and that's not how it used to be. Yeah, it's like uh, that's that's not how I used to play Games Workshop. 
but now it's become that. And what has happened with me is that I enjoy Games Workshop so much more, like, uh, or I should say, Fortress Online. But it is Games Games Workshop, and it, it, it's it's like you have this historical, massive narrated fluff background. It's like like a sci-fi historical game. So, yeah. so you get all fucking engrossed in the fluff, and you're like, oh, but this is this is like a, you know, you, you just listen to JP when he goes on about his his militiamen dying. You know, he was like fucking the shit, like the third child of this fucking one-eyed mongrel living up on the mountainside, and blah blah blah. Like, it, it, it's all about the history you created, and and that's something that made me. 40k used to be about the fluff, and then it didn't become about the fluff and that's probably when I like I stopped playing uh, 40k and I played fantasy because fantasy was still a bit about a fluff and then I stopped playing fantasy when everything went to shits and I kind of I always been I always been playing historical war games but the thing with the Horus Heresy it, it, it feels like a historical war game but set in my favorite universe the whole grim dark yeah fucking thing and uh, I don't know it's, it's just hmm. The, the 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 thoughts and the stories that people do behind their armies, mm. that's that's the the thing that drives me, and it, it's just, you know, it it becomes kind of personal. Like like now, right now, I'm painting this knight, and I'm kind of in my head, I'm kind of thinking like, what's going on with this knight, and what's going on with the Hegvarian planet, and like, who is this knight pilot, and why is he famous, and blah blah blah. And and that was never the case with like, oh, I need fucking Whatever they do, I need Magnus and Fate Weaver, and that's how it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's a damn good question actually, because uh, it, well, listening to yourself, uh, it, it makes me think of how much we have in common. Because that that sort of journey is kind of the one I followed as well. Um, and what I mean is that when I started gaming, I I sort of uh, I started way back when. I got hold of a game called Battle Masters, which you remember the uh, the old sort of hexagonal thing where you big thing a big gaming mat and you'd play on the floor and everything. And I got into that, and I, I've always been a big fan of the fantasy stuff in general, uh, books, stories, cartoons, films, whatever. So for me, I was always heavily into Warhammer Fantasy, and I loved that because it had such a rich uh, narrative, such a rich universe around it, that whilst occasionally it evolved, it didn't evolve to a ridiculousness. Um, they brought in, they brought up, up until up until the last edition, actually, uh, where things like high elves just became ridiculously disgusting at combat and stuff, which kind of worked, but I wasn't a big fan of. Um, but early on, it was like such beautifully rich um, history that you know, uh, putting your like dwarf. I had a massive dwarf army, a ridiculous amount of dwarfs. Um, I think I had most of the um, sort of cannons and organ guns that were ever sent to South Wales at one point. Um, so I, I, that's kind of why I ended up playing Iron Warriors. But I'll come to that in a second. But you could still make those armies personable yours because you could do you know whichever fort it was or whichever um elect account region you wanted or whichever part of Nagroth you wanted or you could 
you know you could find your niche in there and you can make it your own and you can tell your own story uh, when it came to 40k 40k never really grabbed me I mean, don't get me wrong I played second ed and I've played games pretty much every edition but I never really got an army together um, until sort of 6.5 40k when I moved and I'd moved over to Sweden at this point and majority of the fr friends were playing uh, new friends were playing 40k and I got a load of models but I really struggled with 40k because whilst there's a, a fantastic range of chapters and because uh, I was never never bought into the Xenos races I could never sort of connect with them um, and Chaos was just sounds stupid almost too fantasy it, it, some of the stuff it didn't seem to get a lot of love so I kind of fell in the whole marine area but I could never sort of settle behind one chapter um, uh, because there was this whole thing of there's a thousand marines that you have a chapter and if you have a second founding there's still a thousand marines and or thereabouts and there's this set formula and this is how it is which may sound crazy that I suddenly fell in and fell in love with 30k but just like you Freddie it fell into it and it has this real real story behind it this real love behind it that doesn't change I think that's the key 40k has seemed to evolve with every edition the game has jumped from one direction to the next um, and heresy is pretty much because of the length of time it's been running has pretty much been working with the same rule set but the universe hasn't um, lurched away from the central story as well Whereas, you know, especially with like 8th edition now, it's they've taken a step forward, but unfortunately, just personally, I think a lot of the steps forward in the fluff just don't feel right. So, yeah, I, I've, and I, I got into um, Heresy by basically seeing the model for Perturaba going, I need to own that. I don't care whatever else, I need to own that. Oh, look, they've released Plastic Heresy. Fantastic, I can now afford to do that and I didn't look back um, and as far as sort of hobbying and painting and, and things yeah 30k produced my first fully painted army my Iron Warriors were my first fully painted army um, big shout out to the Age of Darkness by doing their two week hobby challenge and to Freddy for putting on Lincoln because although I didn't actually make it to the event I got a two and a half thousand point army painted up in time um, through all that and it's, the first, it's one of the best senses of achievement I've ever had and just like you mate uh, playing a game without paint, without unpainted models is is a sheer like it has to happen that's how you have to game it makes sense it makes it all work uh, whereas again I've played with undercoated models and part, not even that before when it comes to 40k and it just didn't feel right um, I guess as hobbying just I've painted more I've painted a lot more uh, consistently and hell I even with your help Freddie I, I basically got I got myself on a course to improve my painting skills and it has drastically um, and it's now I'm now putting out a higher level of um, of painting that I am super proud of so I've evolved as a gamer, I've evolved as a painter, and 
heresy has really been key for that. I, I don't know. I, I don't, that's a very long rambling way of agreeing with Freddie, but that's my sort of story and how things have progressed for me, and it's brilliant. You know, I, I think it's I think it's awesome, and yeah, we would definitely have you on to talk about that sort of stuff and generally conflab about it. And you know, I think I think it's uh, help me out here, Freddie. I'm floundering. I think it's I think it's awesome. I think we've evolved. I think we've done good things, and fully painted is the way forward. How about that? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's one, one, one thing that's uh, struck me. Like, it's funny how we have like guests on and people we talk to left, right, and center. And how funny everyone keeps saying like, "Well, I used to play fantasy," and then yeah, it is, isn't it? Actually, I I used to play fantasy, and then I tried 40k, or and then that kind of or, the, or, the, or they're like, I, 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 I prefer I preferred fantasy, and then yeah, <laughs> well, maybe it is. It's just maybe it's just a the an indicator of the type of player I don't know and that's not I'm not going to disparage other players because you know it's not really that fun and it's not the right thing to do but it's definitely a different mindset in this game and it's it's one I love simple as that yeah absolutely simple as that so I think before we flog that even more to death I think that's everything covered what about you no I think that's it cool all right then guys well what we'll do is we will hop on out uh to a quick musical break and then we will be right back
it's time to do a relatively uh, quick but succinct review of the Hagvarin Betrayal event which ran two weeks ago um, up in Stockholm which was the third of our third piece of our Varangian event heresy series now Mr. Freddy yes tell us about the event tell, give us a very brief overview of, of what it was uh, what it was going to be like what, the, what it uh, is to be what it's going to be like everyone's going to get fucked but uh, <laughs> okay no, it, it was basically uh, a pair pairs doubles a doubles event where, where each uh, team had 5,000 points and they had to make a list of 2,500 points of player uh, and it was traitor versus loyalists and it was two rounds on the Saturday and then two rounds on the Sunday just not to fucking overkill people Playing because you know five thousand points aside, those games take a while. They do. They do indeed. And besides that, we had I had done custom miss- missions, which you could find if you go to Facebook our event series. You can find the, the missions there. And also, I had some surprises when people rocked up. <laughs> on, uh, oh, yes. <laughs> every, on, on every table, there there were always six objective markers that I placed before each round. Uh, those objective markers, basically, at the end of your turn, if you had any unit in three inches of that objective marker, you flipped it and either you got one victory point, two victory points, or a biohazard. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> biohazard, yeah. unexploded ordnance, and other surprises. <laughs> No, it, it, and that ties into the fluff with uh, Hagvarian being like a testing ground for night houses and stuff. So there are heaps of, you know, unexploded ordnance, but there are also heaps of archaeotechs lying around. So uh, whatever happened when you hit one of them, you score those victory points straight away. And that was besides the missions. Also, each side got uh, um, two uh, of those strategy cards. Yeah. And also two uh, secret missions. And the secret missions were basically uh, two, like, a, out of the normal tactical objective decks for 40k, 7th uh, ed. I picked out uh, a number of cards and I put a couple of decks together, shuffled them, and each side got, like, two of them. And they could they scored them as normal tactical objectives. So whenever they scored them, they scored those points. But they kept them a secret for your for the opponent until they scored them. So no one knew what the other side had for two tactical objective cards. It's kind of like an extra thing. So you had the secret uh, objectives that you flipped, and also you had two tactical objectives. And the secret objectives were like one victory point, two victory points, biohats, or blank one. If you got a blank one, you got another strategic cards and another secret tactical objective mission. Uh, So, yeah. Just to to keep it easy. And then, obviously, (laughs) were... Just to keep it easy and interesting, you know? Yeah, but well, it, it's not stock standard kill missions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, and it was uh, a good game. Like we played two rounds. Uh, we had a barbecue at the first night, which everyone enjoyed, and uh, we drank like all the alcohol that we had there. Seriously, we I, I bought as much alcohol as as for Scandis uh, last year, and everything went empty. Like last year at Scandis, I had like a slab of beer over. But here it was like, literally, we're out of it. And then the Danes even brought their own homebrew or whatever. <laughs> so, yeah, we fucking emptied the barrel there. Uh, the next day... Dear God in uh, heaven. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, most people are pretty cut. Uh, and then the next day, uh, we play another two rounds. Uh, it was pretty. It was like at the end of the first day, it was pretty even. At the next day, the trader is starting to, you know, cut ahead. And at the end of the event, event the traders actually won the event. Which is, Go traders! Which is kind of yeah, which is kind of a new thing because normally we've had heaps of loyalist victories for the last couple of events. <laughs> Haven't we just? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, we have scan. We had Lincoln, and then we had uh, Scanders, and then we had Lincoln again. Which streak were all breakers. loyalists. We're breaking the streak yeah. finally. <laughs> so finally, now it was a trade trader victory, and it was a pretty decent mar- margin. Um, People realized that maybe they should read the missions and the player packs because, you know, <laughs> it kind of worked better for some armies than others. But, you know, shit happens. That's how, that's how war is, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then it was pretty pretty cool. Uh, obviously, we had uh, the first placing team. They got baby trophies. Uh, also, we had best sport and best painted that all got semi-big trophies, and then the biggest motherfucking trophies went to uh, Players' Choice, so everyone got to vote on the team that they thought was the coolest team that they liked, and obviously they they won big, massive mega trophies, and they also got uh, a book... No, no, they, they got the mega trophies, and the best best sport and best painted each got like one of those new Games Workshop uh, special custom books. Mm-hmm. Yep. And besides that, and also we had Mr. Last, <laughs> the last team, the wooden spoon, the cursed one, which yet again was Nicholas. And uh, I was pretty happy I didn't invest heavily into the last prize like I did at Lincoln, like where he got uh, an airbrush. A fuck, an airbrush. So th- this time he, him and poor, uh, poor Ole only got like <laughs> two blast markers and and, a, and an extra dice because obviously they had issues rolling dice so they needed some new dice <laughs> but over overall everyone thought it was a fucking blast and and the thing that was striking me i was lying there hungover on the saturday because i had like a after work event on the friday and someone someone kind of made me do a tequila race and stuff and yeah, I was how, lying how there. are you doing after that by the way freddie uh, i was pretty fucking naked but <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, so so I wrote, like the thing I was thinking about when I was lying there on the on the couch, just trying to, you know, get my bearings, is that everyone was, was fucking laughing, rolling dice, and just like there was not a single table that people weren't laughing and making jokes and shit and cracking beers and having and fun. that and that yeah and having fun and that's just being like fucking hell you you. I can't hop hop on about it enough, but like you go to a 30k event and. I don't know, like, people are just chillaxed, and they just fucking enjoy their time, and there's not this, you know, fucking power gamers or whatnot, like, people make fun of each other, like, oh, you fucking cheesy list, and you're a fucking power gamer, I know fucking Bjorn, <laughs> he always cops a lot of flack and leanness. He's usually He's getting a flack from me, to be fair. Yeah, but still, like, everyone's still laughing, and it's like, that. that's the thing, mate. like, people are still having a good fucking time. And it doesn't matter if you bring like a cheesy mongrel list; people still fucking enjoy it. So. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, there's there's you know there, there, there's cheesy and fun. There's cheesy and you know cheese, 
Um, yeah. But, they, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's fun. People have a laugh with these sort of things. It's good. You know, it needs you need to be able to have fun with the with the the games. Now, one thing that because I I was <clears throat> I was looking at a lot of the pictures uh, because I was I was at home and doing my best to follow along, and there were some rather rather awesome pictures. Now, you said there were a lot of new players in yep. this as well. So uh, there was heaps of new players like uh, uh, like the Stockholm community has really grown. In, in like since last time mm. uh, and the, but even though there were a lot of new players all my like the quality like everyone rocked up with fully painted armies obviously this <laughs> is where I'm going yeah this is what I wanted yeah. to hear about yeah and, and the fucking quality of the armies were amazing yeah it was like yeah it was out of this world and like the quality of the armies the quality of the people like the, the like the event kind of run itself which was good because I was so hangover, but, uh, <laughs> but <clears throat> sorry, the, I shouldn't laugh, but you know, yeah, but it's just like, you don't even have to do it. Like people take pride in, but that's another thing with the, the heresy. People take fucking pride in their, their models and their skills. And like, it could be at anything from golden demon standards to used average hobbying standards, but people still take fucking pride in, and it doesn't matter if you do like an MKA course and it's fucking awesome or or you just learn yourself and you do the basics, whatever, you know, thin your paints sort of thing. You, the amount of love that people put into their miniatures and their army, it just shows through. It doesn't really matter if you're an average painter or not because Jesus Christ, like, it, you can just see that this dude, he is, he fucking, he loves whatever he's painted. Yeah. And that just makes everything just look so much extra amazing. It's like, it's like uh, how you mix the paints in, in full group, you know. The Serena D'Angelis method. Yeah, yeah, the the Serena, except that you mix in love for your hobby and your fucking legion or solar ox or whatever. Yeah, pro- proper love, legal yeah. legal love that doesn't doesn't require you know tetanus shots afterwards or anything. Yeah. But anyway, so it was a massive success, and the whole team thing is fucking funny. And uh, after this, we'll definitely do another team event next year. And I've already decided on on uh, how we're going to do it. And it's going to be 2,500 points a player, so it's going to be 5,000 points a side. Yep. And it's going to be Leviathan Force Org. Ooh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Go big or go home. It's going to be yeah. all types of fucking crazy. So this is going to be very awesome. I'm looking forward to this already. Yeah. So that's going to be crazy shit, Freddy. This is going to, it's going to be awesome. So, and also, I have to buy more beer next time. <laughs> sounds like it. <laughs> or uh, the bar needs to be more stocked than it was. <laughs> now, one thing I did see, again, is th- this, this sort of seemed to bring a new, a new meta in a way, uh, there was a lot of flyers. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, crazy amount of flyers. I've never seen so many fucking various light lighters before in my entire life. Like, I was going to say that's people... like in the entire Forge World stock of them <laughs> got in there. Well, they're they're out of stock now, so, <laughs> so yeah, that wouldn't be hard. But 
Yeah, and also I saw a Marauder destroyed for the first time in in the flesh, which got me, you know, sufficient excited to actually. I need to get mine out that I bought ages ago for 40k and get it painted from my militia. God, they're beautiful models, aren't they? Yeah, fuck yeah, so cool. Oh, so hot. <laughs> so hot right now. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of drooling over the Thunderbolt at the moment as well because that's a pretty model. Yeah, well, I'm going to do the whole... Uh, unfortunately, John has already did it, but like I've always, always imagined... Like having having a Marauder and a Thunderbolt doing like close air support for a close air. Awesome. Doing like a close air protection for the bomber going in. Running cap. So yeah, definitely want to make that happen because they look so cool. And Arvis Lighter, I already have one of those, uh, which I'm going to run for my militia, delivering Ogrins everywhere. So yeah. Sounds awesome. I, I like the Wizard uh, Ogryn delivery method as well. Yeah. And I have to say there was a high high amount of Solar Exilia uh, and Mechanicum plays for the new ones, which That's is good. kind of... It's kind of... It, it's good to get the whole... Because there's been a lot of Legion lists going on lately, and most people are kind of shied away from the Solar Exilia because you need to paint a lot of infantry. Or either you do like Linus does and do all tanks, but uh, yeah, but actually there was besides Lena's list, there was uh, fucking infantry heavy ones. And yeah. I know um, Jens is working away on his Solar Ox project. So yeah, so soon uh, the Northern Heresy. If you go and check them out on Instagram, they've done some serious. Jens is powering through very nicely um, yeah. on his uh, for sure on his um, Solar Ox. And it's nice, like you say, it's nice to see that Solar Orcs and Mechanicum are getting uh, more and more representation because it's very easy to just simply get lost in uh, lost in militia and uh, lost in sorry Marines, um, and it, it adds such a nice variety, especially if it's new players as well, because then you're not, you know, it, it just expands that field, which is brilliant. Yeah, I, I just like that there's heaps of different lists that I haven't seen, like, in a while. Most people like that. They were pretty fucking rough and hard lists, but for the scenarios, they ended up not being that uh, tough lists. But it, it, it was kind of cool to see, you know, different units than you normally see. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, and like I say, the Arvis Light is beautiful. Nice to see them out there. Um, and again, there's some, there's a, where are they? Is it on our on our podcast page? We've got a, an album of pictures up there you put up. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure they're well. They're on our podcast page, but they should be on the event page. Yeah, we'll get. We'll definitely make sure we bump them over as well, so that we get them uh, on there, so everybody can take a look. But yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure they're linked on Sweden 30k as well. Yeah, let's go take a look at the Sweden 30k for sure. Um, I'm just jumping over now and see if I can get the. Uh, album shared over because it, there's just so much good good modeling and good uh, good hobbying in there um it's I, I love i always love seeing eric's mechanicum army because that's just awesome big shout out to um was it pele who was running the foot slogging death guard uh no that that no that was uh oh, there, there was two death guard players this is one with three leviathans oh that's Ulle. 
Spoiler. That? That's beautiful. Nick, <laughs> Nick, 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 Nicholas' teammate. Oh, the, well. the guy that was unfortunate to team up with Nicholas. Yeah, well, I wasn't going to say that, but I'll let you get away with it. Um, but there's, you know, I'm just, again, looking through um, Primaris Lightning, Arvis Lighter, um, Arvis Lighter, the Thunderbolt and the Marauder. Oh, that's so pretty. Malkador Furnace on there as well. Um, Jesus. Um, that That's just a flying gunship. And then, you know, a couple of uh, the drop pods and what's that that's i think that's not eric's raven guard that's somebody else running raven guard with a pair of lightnings as well uh, uh that, that would be the one one best painted at lincoln i think it's dominguez yeah i think so um after i sadly don't have the names on the pictures here love love to see the fourth legion represented there with a very nice uh Nice setup, a couple of uh, Iron Circle rocking up, some Plasma Executioners. They're, they're definitely making a show. Uh, what looks like a Basilisk and a Medusa and uh, yep. some Quad Mortars. So, you know, all the fun flavors that we like to bring. Uh, well, I was uh, Christopher and uh, Johnny, and they won uh, Player's Choice. They did. Oh, that's awesome. Yay for the Iron Fourth. Um, again, Nicholas's uh, set up there. Another mar- two Marauder Bombers? No, one. I'm looking at two, or is that the the army? Oh, that's the army. Yeah, that's a, sorry, that's a stage picture of the army on the the gaming. That's much better. I was like, damn, that that would have been awesome. And I love this. This is what sort of pro- pushed me to ask out um, for some scenery bits. Is somebody brought a, a knight Pyron along, and he's curb stomping a Sikoran on the base. And it's awesome. That's what you do, mate. <laughs> I love it. I think it's brilliant. He's just curb stomping a Sikoran. And that just now makes me think having a rhino underneath him is not going to be enough. Um, <laughs> but uh, it looks absolutely stunning. Um, a big shout out. Do you remember who brought the Pephyron along? Uh, Anders. Yeah. Was he having fun with it? Uh, well, everyone tried to kill it straight so, away. This was, it was the key of every wicket to kill it. That's how I feel when I bring my um, when I bring my Typhon to a game. It's like, oh, okay, can it survive to? Oh no, it died. <laughs> but uh, oh, it's just really nice. I, like I said, I'll see if I can share the album over onto our um, onto our main page and sort of go from there. But it's absolutely gorgeous. Um, so go check out the event and have a look at um, have a look at the pictures there. If you aren't sure, if you can't find it go and have a look at um, the event section on our Facebook page and just go on the past events and you can click on the Hagvarian Betrayal there. Um, so, would you say overall a successful event? Fuck it. It was super... Well, the, the only thing I measure it's not about uh, how many comes or what we do or how drunk we get. It's if everyone had fun. And everyone had fun. And that's, so that's all that matters. If you can hear keys, by the way, I'm just because I'm typing in a, a comment in to share it over. But that that is exactly again the ethos of what it's all about: fully painted, fully committed, everybody having fun. It's exactly what it should be doing. Um, just absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to fire this over. Um, anything you think you're going to do different for? Um, or we talked about obviously going for Leviathan next year. Um, has it made you think or make any sort of changes or anything uh, different for any other events in the future? Do you think? 
Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll switch up like the missions a little bit and definitely like I, I like the the strategic cards a lot. Yeah. Uh, the the thing with the counters uh, sometimes uh, if you have infiltrated in infantry and there was a lot of victory points, it, like I all did them on random on tables. So like, but if you're unlucky and uh, I know like in one game there was heaps of people having like almost the entire board was just two victory points for each of them and they had. They were facing like uh, infiltrating infantry who took almost all the objectives turn one. It, it can become a kind of unbalanced. So I have to think about uh, kind of balancing that way. Maybe not to have two victory points. Maybe just have one. Maybe have it have a, a higher variety of things that can happen. Yeah. Then then just VP. But it was something that I did, you know, quickly just to make it more fun and enjoyable. I mean, it's it, it. It sounds like it worked. Everybody's had a blast. I've seen some of the reviews coming back from the other podcasts. They had a good time, um, you know. And and let's be fair. It's also now cemented a tradition for the um, for the uh, for our our event awards with um, a very special award now being created for or, or named for the um, the player who. Um, has gets the wooden spoon. Yeah, I was going to try and find a nice way of saying like has room for improvement. Maybe not had the best luck, or the squadroning squadroning your land raiders um, award. We could call it, but no, it's uh, it, it's give, been given a name, hasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> the Nicholas Award. Yes, <laughs> with with all love in the world, uh, Nicholas, uh, our brother from another podcast over at um, Don't Lose Your Head, has had some of the worst luck this year. <laughs> in, in, all, in all love, of, in all love, we we've just been having some fun, and we've now created the, uh, or I should say, we Freddie has created the um, the wooden spoon, the Nicholas Award. Um, so for Scorpius and Scandalous, that will be there. So. With all your best will in the world, mate, I hope you don't win those <laughs> the next two events. But you never know. At least you'll have a wooden spoon with your name on it then, if that's the case. Yeah, you can eat your porridge in the morning and be bitter. <laughs> hey, not allowed to be bitter. That's mine. <laughs> that's mine. Uh, so, okay. Well, if that's the case, is there anything else you want to add, Freddie, before we uh, head on over to our other other interview where we talk about the, the other event, the Order of the Sigilite event? Uh, no. But yeah, sure. Next one is coming up is uh, Scorpius, so you stay tuned for more fucking shenanigans. Oh yes. So be prepared; it's going to be a blast. Um, so with that in mind, well, what we'll do now is we'll just take a quick break, maybe uh, maybe get some static in here or something, just to blend it on across as we go and talk to uh, Chris Gibson, who is reporting back from the uh, Order of the Sigilite event that was held at Warhammer World. So prepare your ears for some awesome event goodness. And we'll be back in a couple of seconds. We are welcoming on another one of our listeners who got in touch and who wanted to come on and talk about something they've been doing in the hobby. So introducing the one, the only, the wonderful, the man who has a webcam, the beautiful Mr. Chris Gibson. How you doing, buddy? Good afternoon. How are you all doing, guys? Not too bad at all. How about yourself? You, you're, you're alive down the other end. You're in Blighty, aren't you? Good old Blighty. Absolutely. God's good green this earth. This is true. This is very true. God, how do I miss that green earth sometimes <laughs> when I'm, you know, hooked up with these reprobates? Um, oh, well, you know, you, uh, can always travel. Do you, you can travel back and forth, you know, for a little while. Yeah, it's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Then, then we won't let you yeah, in again. Which one? 
Will I be? Will I be stuck? <laughs> well, you'll, be, you'll be stuck in the so middle. Somewhere. Basis... You'll be like the. Where's it? Like the airport? Yeah. So movies. basically, I'm going to be stuck on like living in the duty free shop on one of the ferries. Um, that would suck. Could have it worse. Yeah, I could have it worse, but still, no. <laughs> Uh, he, he's not allowed to drink That's alcohol. That's why. I'm sorry, Chris. So it, it, it can't really be no. worse. Well, they're just going to die from an overdose of eminence. I was going to say, yeah, it's not likely they're going to have vegetarian, or decent vegetarian or vegan food on those damn things. So it would be like, yay, day 54, another salad. This is probably the same salad I had on day one, just the same bowl. Um yeah. Anyway, moving on from that exceedingly depressing image. Thanks, guys. I love you. Um, so, Chris, you got in. You got in touch with us via email, and you wanted to come on. Yeah. We, we sort of planned this chat um, around uh, an event you've been to. Um, so, before, yeah. just give us a quick heads up on the event itself, and then we're going to sort of plunge right into what we're here to talk about. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh... Just this weekend gone, I was at the Games Workshop's Word of the Sigilite uh, team event. Really, really great narrative event. Uh, I'm sure we're going to go into a bit more detail mm -hmm. in a moment. But uh, it was probably my first uh, GW um, 30k event. And yeah, really, really was good fun. Good stuff. Awesome. So this is what we're here to talk about, a GW uh, Warhammer World event. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, so... I have, I have heaps of questions. Good. This is good to know. Ooh. But uh, I'll take take them once once we started. Because yeah, that, could be... that, that could be very helpful. <laughs> it could no, be interesting. Be helpful. It makes no sense. <laughs> Let, let's at least apply some sort of context to our listeners before they go what the fuck <laughs> too quickly. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> let's start off. Chris, just introduce yourself. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Cool. Well, uh, as you all know, I'm my name is Chris. Uh, I was born at a very young age. Uh, sprightly young age of zero, you might believe. Um, I've been doing the hobby for oh, about 17, 18 years now. I started with, I think it was late end 4th edition 40k, um, which, is, which probably seems quite quite recent to some of you guys. I know you've been playing Rogue <laughs> Trader and 2nd Ed and you're all really quite old people. Uh, right, and thank you very much for being on the podcast, Chris, and uh, goodbye. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I agree that these other two are really, really old compared to me. Fuck, fucking millennials. Uh, like, we don't need any more Chris's on this podcast. We'll just do it, Freddie, you know, with beer and hookers. And, well, fuck yeah. the beer in my case. But, fuck you know. it. And, and my fucking walking aid. Yeah, and, and my, my hearing aid and stuff. See. I found that hookers don't tend to know much about the hobby. They tend to get very bored very quickly. Ah, oh, you haven't been to the US then. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a tangent we are not going to go down right now because we can get lost down a rabbit hole. And that's all I'm saying. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, right. back I'll, on point, Freddie. Back I'll, on point. I'll take back that take statement. Leave that until the, until the late night special episode and we'll save that one. Um, sorry, Chris. Go on, mate. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, sorry, I just realised I actually told a lie there. I started off with the Lord of the Rings uh, game back when it first came out with the magazines. So I uh, I collected the magazines and all the toys that came with that then, and then eventually was introduced into Games Workshop then because they they were selling the full range, the bigger boxes of uh, the miniatures. Uh, and then naturally, when you walk into Games Workshop, you see these men in uh, 
suits of concrete and uh, giant robots. And you think that is freaking Bug cool. Me the staff have up their game. And uh, I should say, me the staff have up their game since I've started playing. Yeah. Well, the staff, uh, the manager of the store was a guy called Duncan, and um, he only had one leg, and um, it was quite quite strange considering you had to go up and down stairs uh, to get in and out of the shop. It was a, it was it always puzzled me. Good effort, that man. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so he managed to recruit me into playing 40k in the end. Um, my first army was Black Templars. Um, they were really my first love, and the very first miniature I bought to go with them, because uh, it turns out Duncan knew absolutely nothing about Black Templars, was a librarian. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, if I don't suppose you're listening, but uh, screw you, Duncan. <laughs> that was a week's worth of uh, pocket money, that, that, uh, that fella. I thought, like, oh, he's going to go for the Empress Champion or some shit, like, because... <laughs> No, 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 that would be sensible. No, I went for the uh, Librarian in Terminator armor. Mm, that's right. They love those. I've heard. They were on the streets. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I was doing that and then um, progressed on through, um, start, played fantasy several times. I think I started and stopped with near enough every edition since I, I started the hobby. Um played all sorts of armies, Empire, Orcs, Chaos, uh, you name it, I played it. Up until 8th edition, I had a great, great um, Nurgle Demons army, uh, which was rock hard, and then they, uh, and then they, well, they dropped fantasy, didn't they? <laughs> didn't they just? Uh, no. Yeah. And Remember then, the old world. Never yeah, forget. absolutely. Hashtag Moment of silence. <laughs> yeah. Uh, carried on playing 40k. Uh, I've just been going for for quite a while. Got far too many toys uh, in boxes all around the house, and uh, none of it painted to a standard I'm happy with. That's that sounds like pretty much everybody. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Just recently, really, I've um, been playing Heresy now for about a year and a half, maybe two years. Uh, started off with Alpha Legion, uh, First Legion, just because, well, I didn't really know what to go for first. I never really uh, bought into many, many legions. And uh, the metallic blue just looked so damn good mm. when I saw it. I just thought I had to try it and failed utterly to recreate the really nice, clean metallic blue. But uh, I'm quite happy with what I've got now on the go. And uh, started up a hobby Instagram. And yeah, just going to loads of events now and trying to get my game on. So well, before we go any further, what's your Instagram, bud? Shout out, shout out your Instagram so our listeners can hear it, and we'll make sure we get a link up for it sure. as well. Sure, uh, it is at the Unbroken Chain. All one word. All one word. The Unbroken Chain. I wonder That's if that has any I've reference sounds... at all. <laughs> sounds like my marriage. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but. Ouch, Freddy. <laughs> Fair enough. But anyway, so... Positive you know, talks, mate. Uh, Positive uh, talks. Good God. Well, I'm t I'm flipping it around now. I'm going to do some positive talk. So uh, as you're into uh, metallic blues, you should probably try and donate something for a raffle then. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I did that just the other day. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, you know, 
Sub-war. <laughs> Freddy's not ashamed to ask, are you, Freddy? Oh, no, absolutely no. not. I, I have well, to say, though, like, uh, yeah, I, I finished off the the last bit of the Metallic Blue on my first night yesterday, and oh, it's so good. It's it, mm-hmm. it, it's going to hurt my soul when I start doing weathering and shit, because now it looks like, fuck, I can have my car in this color. <laughs> it's so fucking <laughs> pimping. <laughs> I thought you were going for the Metallic Purple on the car. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm Mix and match. Hobby ADD, mate. Yeah. He's, he's a new color. It's like, gotta paint well, my well, car in that well, color. Actually, <laughs> well, actually, when I was doing the, the shield for the Lancer, uh, you can see, like, I did, uh, uh, I went from metallic blue to purple, and I did sort of transition around the shield, and I was like, oh. I could have that car in that color, though. That would you be could. Fucking awesome. This is how it... I don't think a, ma- a man in uh, the late 30s should drive those cars, though. Maybe that's wrong. I don't know. Especially not if it's a Kia. Well, I'm not driving Kias anymore, haven't we established? <laughs> but you still have one, don't you? Yeah, no. That's because I haven't had time to buy a new okay, one. Okay. So, anyway, so you got your, your Instagram, which <laughs> the, I am currently looking at, which looks rather boss. So go and go and uh, go and check it out, guys. The Unbroken Chain. Um, so you set yourself up, got into the hobby, hooked into the the uh, the twentieth. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, where's so where that where's that taking you? Uh, oh, and why Alpha oh, Legion? Good point. Oh well, yeah, okay. Why Alpha Legion, indeed? Uh, well, we'll go with that one first. Um, so I was really indifferent towards what Legion to to collect to start with. Uh, I've read most of the novels as they were released. So I think I've dropped off more recently just because reading don't have time for, unfortunately. Um, but Alpha Legion was just one of those enigmas that you just could never quite get a handle on. Um, I mean, they were pretty cool in Deliverance Lost, uh, where they, they infiltrate the Raven Guard. No, hopefully no spoilers there. It's been out for um, a while. That's good. It's, it, yeah, it's been long enough. Yeah, we should be okay. Um, and they're, they're pretty darn cool in that there. And um, just trying to think, oh, of course, Legion. Legion, the book Legion, is just just so so different to any of the other novels it's a really really great book if you've not read it i'd encourage anyone to go away and read it uh just because even if you don't care much for alpha legion you'll get hooked on some of the characters in that story it'll give you a militia Um, boner if nothing else absolutely absolutely it and it's it's just yeah so their their nature and their character in the stories there just really gripped me and then i saw the metallic blue paint scheme that forge world created and wow it was just absolutely incredible um i think it was is it matt kane who did the forge wall paint scheme yes um yes are you saying no yes yes yeah it was Ah, brill yeah absolutely stunning and i tried to recreate that i don't have an airbrush myself uh it's something on the list to to look at getting maybe sometime this year uh so i tried to recreate it without an airbrush and and um, obviously you struggle to do certain things like Zenithal highlights and all that uh, so I just recreated what I could with what I had and uh, if you check out my Instagram I think I've I've done a pretty darn good job with some of it not to uh, blow my own trumpet too much but I'm very pleased with how it looks considering it is all just hand painted very pleased with it, I'm looking at the um, Javelin Land Speeder at the moment and I love mm. the, I'm loving the look of that, I'm loving the um, the uh, is that decals down the front there? 
No, that's uh, freehand. Nice. Um, okay, that's uh, one of my first attempts at freehand. Very nice. It looks proper solid. That's why I thought it was decals for a moment. Um, but very, very Thank nice you. indeed. Um, so yeah, you get what sort of okay? What sort of Alpha in general? What sort of Alpha Legion armies do you like to play? I mean, is it all? Um, sneaky sneaky because I mean you've got the, the javelin here do you try and break the mould of the Alpha Legion a little bit and go with different flavours or how do, how do you play the army oh well I'm, I'm settling, trying to settle down still with it I don't get to play much so I'm, I'm still trialling a lot out but uh, I tend to always go with uh, the coils of the Hydra right of war yeah. um, so there's the tax of having to take the extra compulsory troops so another tactical squad uh, but just being able to steal another legion's unique unit is just great fun. Have you got any preferences? Um, it, it's, uh, well, I've got three different units I can swap between at the moment. I've got some Iron Havocs, I've got some Suzerain, and uh, currently playing around with Justerin. Nice. Oh, that's yeah, the I was going to say, the, the, uh, the ones that I've seen usually end up being Su uh, Su Suzanne Marines. Um the uh, Iron Havocs or Tyrants, the one that goes goes quite well over here is uh, is the old Tyrants. Uh, yeah, that's it. It's uh, Tyrants, Red Butchers, and Sicilians. oh yeah, Red Butchers. That's that's a fair that's a very fair shout because mm. you know yeah they're nasty as fuck. <laughs> I'd like to have um, yeah <laughs> they are right. brutal. I'd like to have a, a spread of different units I can pick on at whim sort of thing, but um. I mean, I had missile launchers from the Kalf box, uh, so was able to just build up a small squad of Iron Havocs from that. Pretty poor man's unit, really. It's my first um, rewards of treason unit they were. And then I'd always thought Suzerain were pretty good. AP2 on initiative in the game. That's not to <coughs> be sniffed at. Sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> sorry, bit of a bit of a cough there. <laughs> Apologies for that. Uh -huh. So fucking <laughs> Yeah. Well, they're only strength four. That's the problem. So obviously, they obviously get the auto wound uh, on a roll of a six. <laughs> on a six, which is also fucking Jesus. Yeah. Um, so it, it, they can go either way. They either bounce off someone and uh, die badly, or they just make mincemeat out of whatever they're sent against. Um, I was a little indifferent towards them, but I'm really enjoying the Justerin at the moment. Have being two wounds, they've got the survivability to knock around for a bit and they've got the flexibility with their weapon options so uh yeah they're doing they're doing pretty good at the moment i'm not surprised uh, and do you paint them in alpha legion schemes then or do you uh, i try to make it a little bit different so you may see on the on my instagram there's uh my suzerain on that sorry not suzerain um just Aaron on there i've tried to do them in the blue but it's a slightly darker blue so you've got that element of Sons of Horus just there in black there, and you've got some of the blue um, there as well. Yeah. And okay. I used the Justerin models, and I didn't take any of the Eye of Horus, uh, sorry, the Sons of Horus iconography off. So I actually painted that on there to make it stand out. So you've got like a mixture of uh, both on there. Awesome. But uh, do you put like any small little decals with like yeah the the Hydra and shit? Like in um, corners so, and stuff? Oh, no, I don't use the decals at all, but I've, I have used the Alpha Legion Cataphracty shoulder pads on the left shoulder of them all, just so I could potentially in the future double them up as uh, the Lernian Terminators. 
Nice idea. Okay. That's a cool. really cool modeling idea, actually. I like that. Just, just asking because I don't have Instagram. I'm on those old fucks. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, old fucks together, Freddie. That's you and me. Apparently. Besides, you can just, just use, use just the web browser weird, to look at it. You can use a web browser, that is right, Chris, but, you know. Mm. I don't even have to have Instagram, I can just use the web browser. <laughs> what? Is it inside the computer? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. Fair so point. I work in customer service for a well-known supermarket. Uh, let's just call it that. And. The sort of, Freddie, you're sounding just like some of the customers I have to deal with. Complete technophobes now. It's uh, it's, it's worrying. Yeah. <laughs> many many moons ago, I I used to work in uh, internet technical support for what has now become a very well known uh, brand in the UK of fast internet providers. And um, yeah, that that I, I feel your pain, Chris. I really do because been there, <laughs> done that. Wished I could have clawed my eyes out. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's all good, man. I I know I know how you're feeling on that one. Um, yay for customer <laughs> service. <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> but, um, so that, that's I really like the idea of using those uh, shoulder pads on the Just Aaron. Actually, it's a really cool idea. Um, get that little touch mm. in there. Because um, I'm actually looking at the the uh, shoulder pads at the moment because uh, I've been thinking about getting some for my cataphracti. Uh, for the Iron Warriors, and just sadly, the only thing I, I dislike about the Iron Warriors one is a giant skull on them. Um, <laughs> yeah. As much as I like it, I just <laughs> I would much prefer that they were just hazard striped, marked like they they are on both sides. Mm. That's just a personal preference, but I just I really like that idea. Um, and the reason I mentioned the the tyrants is because um, a friend of mine, Bjorn, who was at last year's Scandus was running a unit uh, he was running cause of the hydra with his alpha legion and was running tyrants and causing a few problems with them and i was like that's just rude um yeah but, you know alpha legion what are you gonna do you can't always win um well they they can because you know wow. yeah. we do we, we might lose but we yeah. win even, it's even, all part of our plan even when they lose primarchs they win hey Absolutely, oh, we didn't lose a Primark. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't lose no Primark. They know exactly where he is. They know exactly where he is. Where most of him is. Somewhere behind the back of the yeah. Where everything disappears in the end. It's, that, it's either that or the washing machine, one of the two. Never put your Primark, never put Absolutely. your Primark, never put the Alpha Legion Primarks through the wash because you'll definitely lose one of them. Um, you'll just never know where it is. <laughs> It's... They're short enough as well. They can't afford to shrink anymore. That's no, true. It... I love the fact that people always say that they're twins, but really they're they're, they're literally one Primark split into two. So they're um, um... or are they? So <laughs> before we go down this alphabetical route, yes. Uh, for for me not having Instagram, have you actually modelled up an Alpharius? Uh, no, I haven't yet. So I, well, I've I've got a stand in. That I use uh, based on the Praetor Tribune model. Yep. Um, so I, I chopped up the Paragon blade that he had, made it one-handed, and um, I have made options for a plasma blaster gun. Uh, but he's in just in Tartarus armor there, so he, I don't really run him for events as Alpharius. Um, I'm holding out that they're going to make one 
a proper one in the uh, in the Pythian scales at some point. With them doing Dawn next, I'm sort of hopeful that they're going to bring Alfaris up soon. Yeah, like because uh, that could be like a sort of Magnus and uh, Limaras or whatever, like sort of a di- diorama that goes together, just like uh, Ferris and Fulgrim and so on. Mm. I think they said that they might not do that for those, but they've said that about every Primark has been in a duel so far as well. True. So they have. <laughs> we'll, see when, we'll see when that day comes I up. have heard it, and thought it would be interesting, though, if they did um, similar, as you say, like a duel or a diorama thing, but you had both the Primarchs, uh, Alpharis and Omegon. I think that could oh. be quite interesting. So you've got one in the Pythian scales and one slightly larger marine looking a bit more badass, but a bit more bland and normal sort of thing as well. I think that would be pretty cool. So they're going to do one marine that looks on and one slightly larger, possibly a Primark with a chainsword in his face? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds good enough. <laughs> That's got your approval, right, done. <laughs> it's it's all good. Uh so okay again tangent <laughs> no 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 the, the reason i was asking is because uh you know i always ask alpha uh, legion players because everyone seems to have their own ideas uh, about mm. converting alpharius and i've seen mm. er- anything from like a stormcast whatever in that age of zero thing to you know just uh, regular marines or whatever and people now are talking about using those primaries to make uh, alpharius Mm. I tell you what, though, I would suggest if you've got if you guys have got a couple of moments, is pop on over this to listeners as well. Pop on over to the Legion of Lies podcast. Um, give them a like. Follow. Uh, go join their group, the new new kids on the block, um, and they have got uh, they've got some pictures. I can't remember if it's on their podcast page or in their group. Um, but there is a picture, uh, picture of like a little um, Alpharius and Dawn diorama. And somebody's actually made mm. them, and it looks really good. Um, so I would strongly suggest um, having a look at that if you're looking for inspiration, because the the Alpharius um, model there I think looks absolutely gorgeous. Um, so it's very much worth taking a look at. Um, so yeah, have a look at that one because it's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, but um, no, it's a fair, it's a All fair right. point, Freddie, just to sort of see how people actually go about putting such a what's the right word? Um, not divisive, but such a, a a vague character together. I think is is. Yeah, but he he he's the one that you could re- like out of all the Primarchs, he's definitely the one that you could build out of anything because he he will keep he's not like i don't picture him having the same fucking armor doing the same thing over and over again like i i imagine he has like a massive walking wardrobe where he's changes into whatnot mm. so so he definitely has like conversion potentials yeah i'm just reading deliverance lost again and it actually says about Alpharius, uh, we assume it's a real Alpharius at this point, uh, he has across his ships different rooms that he, ha- he sits in different suits of power armor, uh, so it looks completely um, normal to the rest of the marines in his legion. Um, and as soon as it gets damaged, he scraps it off, gets another suit, so it looks exactly the same. There is no distinguishing feature about it at all. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you, you could just use a standard standard power armor, that really. That almost makes it sound like uh, a rapper with way too much money, that every time something gets dirty, he just throws it away. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or, or Lord Byron, was it? Basically did the same thing. Yeah. So, hang on, so I just got this mental image now of them just sort of, you know, their their flagship just bouncing around like a lowrider with, like, suspension, <laughs> bouncing along, and, you know, they're just rocking out in a new outfit, and every, every scene, it's just like something different has changed on the, uh, on the old, uh, uh, what do you call it, on his armour, there's a new Alpha Legion symbol, a new chain hanging off, something like that, you know. Don't forget the grills, though. He's got to have his this grills. Is true. This is true. He has to have it. Has to have the grills out. But uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he, he just stands there and looks at his crew and just after a while goes, "Well, don't you see it? See what? I got a new hat." Exactly. <laughs> but but look at my hat, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so your Alpha Legion armies overall, coils of the Hydra. Having a lot of fun playing that. Um, what what sort of mm-hmm. what's your club scene like? What, what's your uh, uh, your gaming scene like? What what do you get up to? Yeah, uh, so I I don't get much of a chance to play 30k at the moment. There's um, there's only myself and really one other guy who plays Heresy in the area, but he lives um, fairly far out, so he's part of another club as well. Uh, he plays Mechanicum, so I get to cut my teeth against Mechanicum at least. Um, which is is always helpful, <laughs> always helpful to be able to take on um, big robots. <laughs> uh, actually, no, I tell you, I've got another guy who plays Sons of Horus and Ultramarines, but he again lives far out, so I maybe get to get a game in maybe once a month. Um, so it, it gets a little bit tough just to to learn how the army works. Uh, but in terms of club and gaming scene in general, uh, I I co head up. Uh, a gaming club in my local area we're called the Scribes of War um, and it, at the moment it's very much a AOS and 40k scene um, but we are des- I, well I'm desperately trying to convert and recruit into Heresy which has been just been made that a little bit more difficult with it staying 7th ed oh really um, yeah yeah so everyone nearly everyone in the club plays AOS and thinks it's great because and it is good fun it's a very quick very simple game to pick up and then you sort of have different bolt-ons of complexity that you can add in so that's that's pretty good and with 40k almost being aos it's been made super simple super streamlined um a lot of people are going back to that again now and with heresy staying seventh it's just that clunky game system that it was for 40k or, or so people think now, I, I personally, I I think 7th edition for Heresy is a great system. I think it works really well. Uh, so I'm I'm quite happy it's staying as it is. Um, and yeah, we'll just I'm just trying to convert people over, trying to expand the scene, uh, networking with other clubs. And personally, I'm going out to more events now at the moment, just trying to widen my personal hobby sphere, meet new people, get to play new armies, and uh, yeah, see see where it goes from there. Good plan. Good plan. Um, now, before I forget, I need to just do a retraction on what I said about the um, about the Alpharius and uh, Dawn um, diorama. Mm. It's actually uh, Orkiver01 on Instagram, um, or you can find uh, Artificer Alex as well. 
Uh, they're the guys who have actually done this little diorama, and it's I think it's absolutely brilliant. Um, so if you've got them on Instagram, go and have a look at them. Uh, if not, hit me up on Instagram uh, at Painting Chap, and I can send you a link to their stuff because it's it's absolutely legit. Um, whereabouts are you based in the UK? Uh, so I'm in the Midlands. Uh, in a, Well, I live in the arse end of nowhere on a farm, uh, which no one will know the name of. Anyone, I, I doubt even my parents would know the name of it, to be <laughs> honest. Um, but the gaming club I'm a part of is in Stratford-on-Avon. So, dudes looking so, uh, for dudes, as the uh, I.F. Horace boys would, would say. Uh, but shouting yeah. out Stratford-upon-Avon Stratford area and in and around there within a reasonable driving or unreasonable driving distance doesn't matter either way because you know you need to come and play heresy wherever you can get a game um so True. we will do our best to make sure there are some links in our show notes or on our page in regards to the um the club and anything we can get from obviously from your good self chris so we can uh, boost the mm. signal for you there um so that, that gives right. a good area and you now this actually segues nicely for us onto why you're here this evening because as you say, you're getting out there, you're expanding yeah. your gaming experience, and you're, you're you're playing with the armies. And as you touched on earlier on at the top of the, uh, this segment, you are you got yourself along to one of the uh, a particular event uh, that was the mm -hmm. Word of the Sigilite event, and that was at Warhammer World this past weekend. So let's mm -hmm. let's dive straight into that. Tell tell us in a bit more detail as uh, what you can about the event. Um, and what your thoughts were sort of leading up to it. Sure, okay. Uh, well, very quickly, if I can just... Uh, Scribes of War Gaming Club, the most important thing about it is we've got a bar. Oh, hi Ooh, We have an open bar. So, so Freddie, road trip? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, well, no, I but, uh, may like... just be able to float out and buy you a beer on the night if you were to show up. I might oh, be able oh, to afford that. Might. That's enticing. <laughs> That's dangerously enticing. Yeah. No, but I, I, I do know your pain, mate. Like, I've been posted some fucking shitholes <laughs> in, mm. in places. And, and the thing that got me, like, survival hobby-wise was just to focus on events, like big events, and just go on road trips. So, like, you, you do CanCon or whatever. Or, mm. you know, like you've done the Warhammer World thing. It's like, it's the thing, like, it's it's the one that keeps you motivated. You used to go, like, to those bigger events when you were stuck in Pig Bummistan and trying to, you know, survive in or your hobby. Yes, love. Yeah. Or, or wherever Joe lives. <laughs> it's obviously yeah. the same. On a farm somewhere. <laughs> well, Jody basically lives in the town next to town where they had a huge chemical dump on yeah. some yeah. time. Yeah, uh, uh, my, my town's got a great history. Anyway, moving on. Um, so yes, like I said, the word, the word of the Sigilite tournament. Go. Mm. Yeah. Go. Okay. No pressure. <laughs> go. 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 So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So it was, was a, um, a a team event which I hadn't really seen for from GW before. Uh, so that initially caught my interest in the. I was absolutely gutted when I first saw it because I, within moments, of, well, hours of it going live, it was sold out. Uh, so, in fact, I, th I think I remember you had uh, a listener on a couple of months back do talking about the Throne of oh, Skulls. The Alistair, actually, yep. 
Yes, yeah, that's it. Uh, in fact, I think that might have been the first episode of your your podcast I listened to. Um, you got a few to listen uh, to, and don't worry, yeah. you can catch up. <laughs> oh, I've I've already, already have. <laughs> I like this. I like this already, guy. We uh, can keep him. He can stay. <laughs> I, I feel sorry for you. Yeah. I'm just trying to put it in a positive spin, Freddie. Shut up. Let's keep going. <laughs> he, he, Freddie's not the only one. Uh, shush you. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think tickets were up for pre-order and pre-sale with Throne of Skulls, and loads of people bought tickets, whether they'd arranged their team or not by that point. They just bought up so many of the tickets that are within hours of it going live to the average Joe general public. Uh, it just lasted a few hours. It was completely sold out. So absolutely gutted when I first saw that, because I thought it sounded like a really great event. Um, a full weekend, starting on a Friday night through to a Sunday night. Um, six different games, varying point scales, all sorts like that. Really, really sounded interesting. Um, and then I saw probably a month before the event, maybe, someone was selling a ticket on a Facebook trading group. Um, and I thought, yep, I've got to have it. Got to have it. So paid up, went along. Uh, didn't know anyone that was on my team at all. So that's always fun. Good way to make friends. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. Throw into the deep end. Well, I, I didn't know anyone there. In fact, the, the person I probably knew the most was uh, James, one of the GW staff guys who heads up the events there. Uh, I only knew him because I'd been to an AOS event previous the previous year. So I really knew no one there, um, which was, I say, a great opportunity to get to meet people uh, and just really get to, to expand the hobby sphere and just to see what's about, really. Um, so, yeah, it was re- really good. Uh, got there on the Friday night, uh, straight after work, managed to uh, clock off of work early, uh, drove on up, managed to get stuck in traffic, which is fantastic. For anyone uh, who's who's in the UK, you'll know on a Friday afternoon, the M1 is absolute dream. Oh, yeah. It's a paradise. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, got stuck in that for probably three times as long as I should have done. And got there, got to Games Workshop just in time to manage to sink uh, a pint of Bugmans before the first game. So, uh, on to a winner straight away. And, uh, yeah, should I just go straight in with what the first game was? Oh, no, first you have to tell us about oh, yeah. this, mate. Tell, tell oh, us about this. the list. This is this, because this sets the, the stage. This sets the stage. All right. Okay. Uh, well, as I say, there were various different lists that uh, we had to use various different points brackets for the games, uh, with first game being uh, 3,000 points uh, singles game. So, um, where well, it was three to 4,000 points, it was open for discussion between, uh, between players. Uh, so we settled on 3,000 points, because that's what I had painted to the standard I was happy with. Um, so, yeah, went on with that. Uh, my list was... Uh, I've probably got it somewhere typed out, but I'll see if I can remember it instead, because I'm that guy. Uh, so I had a Praetor tooled up as as per usage. So Paragon Blade, Artificer Armor, Iron Halo, Digital Lasers, Master Crafted, Weapon, uh, and then an, a Power Dagger. So that's the Alpha Legion unique piece of war gear, um, which is basically a strength three rending power weapon. Basically. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, for, for, just, just from memory, is that unwieldy or not? Uh, no, 
No, it's not unwieldy, but it is a specialist a weapon. Ah, oh, so you get the extra attack. Oh, yes. Exactly. Can so using combo with the Paragon Blade, so on the charge you're getting seven attacks. Yeah, it's sexy. Let's just be sad. It's sexy. <laughs> and it's only five points. <laughs> yeah. So you'd be silly not to take it, Rip. Yep. <laughs> so that's yeah. uh, I mean, that guy's he's my standard auto include in anything over 1500 points, really. Uh, he's always in there. Uh, next, I took a Saboteur uh, just because Alpha Legion. Uh, he's utterly useless, he never does anything for me. Um, I, I have no idea how he passed sabotage school at all. He walks on the battlefield, he's supposed to cause an automatic penetrating hit on a vehicle. Uh, he walks in and rolls a one. So does absolutely jack shite. Um, really? <laughs> I mean, it would be helpful. Uh, the, the standard combo you see with him is him and Dynat. So Dynat's special ability would give him a re-roll on that table uh, if he comes on in the opponent's deployment zone. Um, but I don't like named characters much, so I don't take Dynat. Um, so I'm just stuck with a pretty crappy saboteur, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and then once once he's done his special attack, he has a combi melter, uh, artificer armor, and he comes as standard with melter bombs. So I just use him just to make a nuisance of himself, really, and try and, if he gets lucky, maybe tie up a tactical squad with a power sword. Uh, if he gets really lucky, maybe take out something like a rhino or a whirlwind or something in the back line with a melter bomb. But more often than not, he comes on and people think, ah, it's an independent character, and shoot him. Is the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more or less. Um, so that was my HQs. Uh, then I had the standard three tactical squads. Uh, I actually forgot that two of those squads should have had an extra five men in each. They should have been 15 men. Uh, so I, I actually did myself out of uh, ten tactical marines, but realistically, they wouldn't have made a huge difference. Um in the grand scheme of things, I mean, my opponent had a Typhon, so kind of want to avoid large footprints. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> gotta, gotta love yep, those Typhons. Indeed. I really, yeah. really love those Typhons. Sorry, going to go over your <laughs> Well, in first turn, I managed to take off uh, three hull points on the Typhon, just with a lucky Spartan shot, so I was very Good pleased effort. with that. Uh, but then he just hung around till the rest of the game and just systematically destroyed everything else, but we'll come on to the, the actual game in a moment. <laughs> um, again, hopefully there's no spoilers there. <laughs> never a spoiler. <laughs> uh, so, no, never. Um, so then, in the elite slot, I had eight Justarian Terminators, um, five with Power Axe and Combi Bolters, as the models come as stock standard. Um... I, I didn't put the multi-melter on there because I thought that was... I, I hadn't read the rules, and I thought, oh, they've just included a multi-melter in the kit. That's nice. I bet I can't take that on that unit. Um, Should have probably read the rules a bit more beforehand. <laughs> yeah. That could have come <laughs> handy. Could have been very handy. <laughs> uh, and then there were three guys with chain fists in the unit as well, just to make sure that I've got that multi-purpose, can, can threaten a tank and chew through. Uh, heavy armor or heavy toughness, high toughness units, uh, those sort of mm -hmm. things. Uh, I also had another. Uh, I say they were riding in a Spartan, uh, standard Spartan as well. So that's armored ceramite, uh, flare shield, you know the drill. 
with them. Yeah. Uh, bells and whistles. Good old, old party you know bus, a standard package. Absolutely. Um, and that that just did work. Uh, so I'll come on to the game itself in a moment, but it, that just did work. Uh, I also had five other Terminators, uh, three with a pair of lightning claws, one with heavy flamer and a lightning claw, again, just because that's how I built the model, and then the sergeant with power sword and the twinning bolter. Uh, they were riding in a Land Raider, is it a Proteus? The sta- uh, sorry, no, the Phobos, the standard one. Yeah, that's the Phobos. The Phobos. I always get them two mixed up. Uh, so they were riding in a, pro- uh, a Phobos. Um, let me get this right now. So I've had three tactical squads, the two units of Terminators, Land Raider, Spartan. Um, oh, Leviathan Dreadnought, of course. Who leaves home without a Leviathan Dreadnought? Um... He was knocking around uh, with Grav and Snippy Claw, he... and then I had a Mortis. I was going to ask, was he in a drop pod or was he foot foot slogging? He was foot slogging. I don't yet have a drop pod dreadnought or dreadnought drop pod. Um, I was almost going to ask if he were towed along by a Storm Raven. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> but that that's another game. That that's is another, another game. game now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You can do. <laughs> what did we say Let's not about go with baiting, that one, eh? Chris? <laughs> That's not baiting. I'm just uh, resigning. <laughs> just informing. Yeah, it's more of a more res- res- resignation of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. for our 40k yeah. listeners, <laughs> you know what we're yeah. talking about. If you if you do have a Leviathan, if you do have a Leviathan, get the Storm Raven to take to tow it along. Because <laughs> trip capacity is all abstract. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's actually yeah. an magna grapple on the back of the Storm Raven. Okay, fair enough. So it can can have a unit of marines as well. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. (laughs) No. Sorry (laughs) for interrupting you. (laughs) No, that's fine. Um, So, yeah, the standard Leviathan kit out, Grav, Flux, with Snippy Claw, uh, Volkite Nipples, and Phosphex, and Armored Ceramite. Um, So, yeah, pretty, pretty standard loadout for him. And then as I say I had a Contemptor Mortis, uh, just with twin carries. Uh, he was just sat around, farting around, because I knew my opponent had a Lightning at some point. So I just wanted to have my Contemptor nice and central in the board to be able to just worry him enough to to uh, make him think about what he did with his Lightning. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good game. Um, I may have alluded to the end score there already, but... Uh, it was actually a lot closer than the result would give over. Um, so, ended up, the end score was 18 points to 7. Uh, uh, it was a War of Lies mission, sorry, with um, Clash of the Line deployment. Um, so, yeah, that was really cool. Really cool. Uh, Lightning didn't come on till turn 5. Ooh. So, my... my Contempt was just sat in the middle of the battlefield, not really doing much, just uh, threatening people who came a bit close, and um, just holding down the centre of the board, thinking I'm going to get this lightning when it comes on. Completely failed its interceptor when the lightning did come on. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot it. I'm going to shoot <laughs> it. My ta- oh, sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it did mean he used his um, he used three of his four crack and heavy penetrator missiles on the Contemptor Mortis, rather than on the Spartan or the Land Raider. So I'm okay with that. Okay. 
yeah. He was really scared of that contemptor, so it didn't do much in-game, uh, but I'm happy it, it baited out those those missiles, so he he did his job for the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I misplaced where the objectives were, so I had my tactical squad sat in one building, and then on turn six, because we went to turn six, suddenly realized the objective was in the building just over the road, so uh, oh. didn't get that point. Had to uh, had to move out the building, run, and uh, try and get close, and managed to fight off another vet- uh, Dark Angels veteran squad. But um, yeah, that didn't that didn't go to plan. <laughs> that was that was purely my fault there. And um, it happens. Spent most of the game just trying to uh, hide from the Typhon and hide from. He had lots of jet bikes with heavy bolters. Now, obviously, making the most of the poisoned. Uh, rounds for the heavy bolt for bolters. Yeah. Uh, he just rolled an unnatural amount of AP one with his his heavy bolters, and they just tore my army apart. Um, there, there was just nothing I could do. Really. I think Magisterin they charged out the Spartan and took out. Ultimately, in the, uh, by the end of the game, they'd taken out two rhinos. Oh. <laughs> so uh, they just got gunned down mercilessly by AP one jet bikes. It was was not pretty. Um, but at the end of it all, I had a really fun game. Uh, my opponent enjoyed it as well, and um, actually, uh, I, something that I, I find was good about the game was uh, he actually voted uh, that game as his best game of the weekend. Awesome! Uh, so I got a, I got a vote, a plus one vote for that. So that's that's always good. It's nice to know that when I'm getting my dick handed to me on a silver plate, <laughs> I can still at least be a nice guy about it. Yeah, that you, you, you realise that swallowing back that bile and not punching the guy across the table is, is always a good thing. Uh, yeah. It helps, doesn't it? Yeah. I've always learned that. Swallow, not spit. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's a, always a good it way works. to go. Lead, you have to lead by example. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> And we'll just leave that analogy we there, shall. don't we? Because <laughs> I don't think anybody else wants to touch it, just for obvious reasons. <laughs> <sighs> yes. Anyway, <laughs> so game one was was a success, a <laughs> lot of fun, and you had you and your opponent both had awesome fun games, and reflected in the fact you got the nod for the the best game there, which is always a really nice thing to hear from your, you know. Play, especially your first game at a tournament. I mean, was that your first big tournament, or was it the first time you just played a tournament in Heresy at Warhammer World? Uh, so it's my first official Heresy event. Uh, so I don't know whether you guys are aware of uh, the 30k forum. Yes. Online. Aware of? Don't frequent it enough. <laughs> Personally. No. No, no, that's cool. Uh, there's a couple of members on there who host uh, a Heresy event. Uh, I think they try and do it annually. Uh, that was in February this year, and I tagged along to that uh, just because it's in my back garden, basically. It was about a 15-minute drive away. Um, and, yeah, that was just a fun weekend. Uh, just rock up, talk to someone, play a game sort of thing. There was no narrative. There was no competition at all. It was just a gaming weekend, um, which was that was good fun. So that was really my first heresy event. Um, if you want to call it that, but yeah, this was uh, Word of the Sigilite was my first proper official event. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. So that's a really nice nod in that case. I think just uh, you, you know the way it came out with that uh, with that as your first game result as well. That sounds pretty cool. Mm. So t- so game two, how did that work out for you? 
Yeah, well, game two, that was, this was uh, Saturday morning. Um, and if, if, you've, if you have a chance, have a look at the events pack, because this was a custom mission they wrote, game two. Really, really was an interesting one. Really, really different to anything I think anyone had played before. Um, that, so we were told before... Sorry, go on. Is that the one called Bitter Hearts? Um, uh, yes, yes it was, I think. Uh, that's the one which had you needed to have two independent 1,000-point army lists. Ooh. Yep, and the veteran army something, something. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, you've got it in front of you by the sounds of it. Um, so yeah, you've got uh, basically a 1,000-point so-called veteran army, which has been locked in battle for for weeks, days, months, years, however long you want it to be. But they're really spent out on ammunition, on fuel for the vehicles. So any tanks you take automatically are immobile. Um, you you basically deployed locked-in combat straight from the get-go with a 12-inch... So you've got a 12-inch deployment zone, 12 inches from the centre of the board. Gotcha. Um so you, you're all really close. And once you've deployed within that zone, then you take it in turns. Any model that is deployed within six inches of an enemy model must move into base-to-base -base contact and be locked in combat, as if it were an ongoing combat. Wow. Um, so no charge bonuses or anything. So from the get-go, you're you're really up against it. Um, was great, great fun. The the overall idea of the mission was your rescue army comes in from turn two onwards, and you've got to try and extract your veteran warlord. You've got to get him off your board edge, um, so that you can learn from your your veteran warlord what what this war on the planet is all about. Really, uh, really, really strong narrative in that game. I really enjoyed that one. Um, ended up playing a guy called Mark uh, from Warlords Wargaming. Uh, I took a note of his club name. It's Warlords Wargaming in St. Albans um, in Hertfordshire, I think that was. Um, really, really great guy. Play, he was playing uh, Word Bearers. Um, he was saying himself he's not too familiar with Word Bearers as he's an Ultramarines player himself, uh, but wasn't able to get his army up to standard on time, so had to use his mate's army. Um, and I've got to say, he, he, he played them just like he knew what he was doing. Uh, really, really good game. Uh, in a thousand points, he had a, an obscene amount of Galvor back, uh, Chaplin, and a Dagartus. Um, he had a Whirlwind Scorpius, uh, which was thankfully immobilized, and that was right in the middle of the board. So, to start with, I was already within his minimum range, really. Uh, and then two tactical squads. So, that's what he had in his veteran army. Uh, I had my well they weren't just Aaron, they were a, a blob unit of just Terminators but it was the same unit I used as my just Aaron. Um I had a five man unit of Terminators in Tartarus armor uh, and I had a my Contemptor Dreadnought uh, knocking around as well as my Delegatus and let's just say first turn really didn't go to plan with this game uh, you may see a bit of a recurring theme <laughs> with my with my results at some point, uh, so I, I charged in. Well, my, I started first turn with uh, my large unit of Terminators in combat against the Galvalback, and I thought, you know what, this will be great. I'll challenge his Delegatus in combat with my Delegatus, and we'll have a really nice, steamy Warlords fight. 
except he accepted with the Galvalback sergeant, who proceeded to just mercilessly murder my Delegatus. So there was my main way of winning the mission gone in uh, turn one. (laughs) You can't really extract the corpse and learn much from it. Um, I'd never say that. (laughs) Aren't space brains supposed to be able to eat like brain tissue and then know everything? They used to. I'm not sure if it's in the fluff anymore. I think that's more crude that do that now. Yep. So they just need to find crude to sort it for you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that we could uh, we could manage something like that, or just recruit Fabius Bile. He seems to have a pretty good track record of bringing people back to life. Yeah. Or call. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was a really good good game. First turn, I took out his Scorpius. Uh, took down a couple of the Galvo back and lost a whole. I lost a whole five-man Terminator squad, charging a veteran tactical squad. Who knew they uh, have an obscene amount of attacks in combat? Um, that was just disgusting, and I just cannot roll twos apparently. Ouch. Um, yeah. So that was a whole unit uh, minus the sergeant killed in combat, and then the sergeant runs and they catch and kill the sergeant as well. <laughs> So I was really up against it from that point. And then turn two, reserves to come on. Uh, so on comes my opponent's Leviathan Dreadnought, his Quartus Contemptor, and he had another two veteran tactical squads come on. Um, so there were two bonus objectives which we could score by holding. Um, and they were in opposite corners of the battle, of the battle board. Uh, so he outflanks onto one objective and he just sits there all game scoring and holding that um, Leviathan walks up the middle I continue to take out a few more Galvo back in his combat phase um, Contemptor marches mercilessly towards the middle of the table his eyes fixed on my Contemptor who proceeds to cower and hide away and uh, <laughs> take out a few more veteran tactical marines please with his carry. please don't hurt me kind of thing <laughs> exactly Proper Alpha Legion style, you know. Tactical retreat, tactical retreat, everybody, tactical retreat. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> and then on comes my reserves, and the tables turned drastically at this point. Now, you may think it was being a little bit beardy at this point, but I thought, well, my objective is to extract a veteran warlord who's been in combat for potentially years. What's he going to want to see? Well, he's going to want to see a nice, secure transport, something that he can ride back to uh, the base in luxury. And what says a luxury transport like a Spartan? So I had my Spartan in a thousand points, uh, which came on, and he, he. I also had a Melter support squad in there, um, and two veteran tactical squads. Uh, so my first veterans out outflank on, uh, right behind his contempt dreadnought, so they get smushed into the ground, which is nice. Um, my Spartan, really, to be honest, doesn't do much in the game except fire off his glass cannons at the uh, his Contemptor and his Leviathan, slowly chipping away hull points. And my other veteran tactical squad jumps on an objective and just sits there and hi- uh, holds it and eventually begins to shoot down um, my opponent's other veteran tactical squad that was running through that objective. I'm sorry, I'm probably not explaining this very clearly. <laughs> I hope you can sort of get the gist of, of what's going on here um, ultimately end of the game uh, it was a really really close one uh, but I actually managed to pick a win up for that one uh, so I had the last man standing 
secondary objective, I had one of the other secondary objectives held and contested the other one. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I also won the attrition uh, on there. So really close game, but just a few victory points in it, but a win all the same for me. It's one in the W column, that's where so it yeah. counts. Absolutely. So, never, so he didn't get off his warlord then? Uh, no, he didn't manage to extract that. I uh, I actually did manage to kill his warlord in the end. Uh, we just had a long four-turn slog out between my Terminators and his Galvor back. Uh, eventually, I just managed to power fist his Delegatus in the face. Shiny. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, uh, that pretty much tends to do it. It's like, oi, yeah. you, no. There. <laughs> Um, so yeah, a great game, I'd say. Got a win on that one. Um, really enjoyed it. I, I think my opponent seemed to... He, he enjoyed the game, but then when it came up to counting up the scores at the end, he just seemed to adopt the face at that point. And he just seemed to go a little bit sour towards the end there. Um, so that just put a bit of a downer on it, maybe. I don't know. I, th I think I handled winning quite well, because, let's face it, there are a few things worse in the game than having a sour winner. One of them is um, a sore loser. So when exactly. you, when you when you mean handling well, you, you took off your shirt, you fucking started waving it around your head. Doing, oh yeah, running you know, Victor laps around yeah. the table. Let, 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 <laughs> yeah, let, no. let yourself a road flare, running around screaming. You know what? Just what? Just me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the the what? The the one thing that always works is the thrust mode. Like, uh, uh, you like to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is this where you start screaming perfection? Yeah, because it's it's all about yeah. the ones, right? <laughs> One, one inch. That's that's where you get dice. all. That's where you get all your be best sports scores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you liked it. Mm, mm, mm. You know, you have to really get into. This is why you TO events more <laughs> oh, yeah. often than anything now, isn't it, Freddie? Because at the end of the day, it's it's better for your you know safety. <laughs> do you do you have to wear one of them uh, them soft hats, Freddie, when you're a going to these events just, you know, to mark you out as that that kid who needs to just have that little bit more space. Yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> this, is, this is why he runs his own no, events. His, his handlers, keep, his handlers do, does it for him. These we days. try. <laughs> <laughs> and we love each other for it. It's all good. Um, but no, that sounds like a, sounds like a, a really good game um, to, uh, to take a win on, um, even if there was a bit of a legitimate zoidberging by um, by some some uh, units in there just going don't shoot at me whoop, 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 whoop. hide away whoop, yeah. whoop, 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 whoop. you know it, it could be the alpha legion way but you know it's also the zoidberg way so you know sometimes it works uh, we can we can take the uh, the sound effects i think yeah, at least definitely you, you, can, you can you know it's it's for the emperor either way right yeah, some some, some kind, kind of emperor. Yeah, yeah, some kind of emperor. I like that. That's a good line. Um, so, game three. What happened with yeah. game three? Uh, so game three was a doubles game. So I was part. I partnered up with one guy from yeah. my team. Uh, this was on the Saturday afternoon. So one thing we should say was uh, GW and Warhammer World. Their their events are probably a bit more on the pricey side, but they do if it's um well they do tend to include lunch. On the day, so they they put on a full cooked meal uh, for us all, which was great. Was this at the um, legendary Bugman? Free food. Or... Uh, no, so we got to eat in the staff canteen. Oh, wow. Amongst yeah, the absolutely, absolutely. 
I don't think any of the staff dared venture out of their offices during that, uh, that lunch break. <laughs> that might be more true. <laughs> it's like, they're where? No, no, I'll, I'll eat in the office today. <laughs> I don't care if it's green crackers and a loose shrimp. Suddenly decide to bring yeah. a packed lunch. So there's no quotation marks uh, around staff canteen then? Yeah. Like We have this area where we put all the the, the players during the event so we can keep track of them. Yeah. That sounds about right, Chris. Yeah. Both of you, confusing. They did actually only give us plastic cutlery as well, so I'm I'm a little concerned what they See? thought they, they do. Well, <laughs> for your safety, for their safety, it works either way. Absolutely. They just they didn't want you to raid in the same place where the Forge World shop is. Nice. <laughs> Very nice. So you got well treated. You got to go be all posh in the staff campaign, uh, staff campaign, staff cafe. And then you hit up a doubles event, and this yes. this is always fun. So hit game number three. Sorry, go I was going to say this is always the fun bit where we're uh, when you you go on to the whole doubles thing. Um, and as you said, you didn't really know your team, so how did how did that work? Uh, yeah. So uh, the team comprised of two pe- two guys who did know each other. Um, they were the original ticket buyers. Uh, and then two other people, myself and one other guy who picked up the spare tickets. Uh, so for this first doubles event one, uh, the two guys that knew each other went with each other. Um, and then I doubled up with the other guy who didn't know anyone. Um, so we had a, an army of Alpha Legion and Imperial Fists. So, you know, no uh, contentious points there at all. No, not at all. Um, <laughs> never men- ne- ne- never <laughs> mentioned the soul system. Never mention it. No. Well, it no, there, the there were no uh, you killed my father jokes at all. <laughs> Sorry, I just shouldn't giggle, but it's funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was uh, into game three. This game, in fact, was called Savage Reprisal. Sorry, I can't remember what the ga- name of game two was. Let's see what I can... Ah, there we go. Bitter Hearts game two was called. Yep. Um, into game three which was Savage Reprisals again this was a bit of a custom event uh, a custom scenario sorry, uh, so this was uh, 2,000 points each so 4,000 points per team Cool. Um, on a standard 6x4 so it was pretty full, uh, we were playing against uh, um, a team of where one guy uh, bought a ticket and then his partner couldn't show up it looked like so he ended up playing with a GW staffer uh, who helped him out uh, I think the guy's name was Phil really really top lad um, really really good guy to chat to and obviously he was wearing the shirt so he had to be promoting the brand and the name and all that but yeah really was a top guy um, even if his army list was pure Phil <laughs> and I think it's one of the choice Jody okay <laughs> so the armies we were up against were um an, an alliance of Talons of the Emperor and Space Wolves. Uh, That's what the ticket holder bought. Uh, and he was doubled up and partnered with a GW, with Phil from the GW, who bought Iron Warriors. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. to, hang on a second. I've got a problem with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Please tell me he took uh, the character. But... Well, Keir Valen. No, no, there yeah. were no named characters. Oh, right. So he had Bob, Bob the Wolf uh, But at then. the start of the event pack, 
He had Bob Sorry? the Warsmith then. That's all right. Oh, yeah. And and his standard cronies, which was just... Oh. <laughs> I still have nightmares twitch, about it twitch, now. Twitch, twitch, um, <laughs> no. uh, So, yeah, I mean, the whole event, you, you were told, just throw out the standard um, ideas of loyalists and traitors and standard alliance table, the alliance matrix. Just throw that out the window. That's not relevant for this event. Uh, just so it made it easier for making the teams. It's a guideline. Me. So... Um, so that was that, that's how that came together. Uh, the Iron Warriors again. This one will have you interested mm-hmm. here, Jody. Uh, he had. I'll just I'll just name the really early only bits we saw in the game. Uh, ten siege tyrants. Uh huh. What what size game is uh-huh. this, by the way? Uh, two thousand points each. So in two thousand points, he had ten siege okay. tyrants. Yeah, that's a quarter of his army. Uh, with a praetor. In uh, in the squad, um, he had um, a Primus Medicae. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, in fact, as I'm going through this now, I'm thinking he may have had one extra HQ than he should have. Uh, he had a Master of the Signal That's in the unit. Three, yeah. Um, and at some point in the army, somewhere he had a Siege Master or Siege Breaker. Uh, so that's a fourth HQ. So he must have had a spare, uh, an extra one knocking around from Cheeky. somewhere. Yeah, I hadn't picked that up on that on the day, but hey, never mind. GW uh, stuff, isn't it? Done. Happens. They they, they they are there to support the hobby. Doesn't doesn't always mean that they get their um, their list right in short notice. Exactly. Exactly. And um, at the end of the day, it was a really fun game. He was a great guy to chat with. Um, so no no hard feelings there at all. Um, but he did then also have ten Iron Havocs Christ, okay. with missile launchers, yeah. which was tasty. Yeah. And then he had the obligatory three quad mortars with Fosfex. Holy uh, shit! Did he have any troops? He had two uh, five-man veteran tactical squads. I think I think they were that uh, in Rhinos. Oh. Okay. And they just sat at the back of the board and didn't really do anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. What force org was he running? Uh, I didn't actually ask to see his list, uh, which I probably should have done. Um, but I'm assuming Pride of the Legion to have taken yeah. uh, vets as yeah, troops. Yeah, that would be Pride. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. I mean, force org. If he had like four uh, HQ and that would. Is there one that gives you that? I don't think there is. That would mean he's I don't think so either. I think it, it it was probably just standard Age of Darkness, and he probably just got a little bit caught up and stuck one too many HQs. Oh, it happens in, in the as long as it didn't destroy. As long as it yeah. didn't, well, I mean, as long as it didn't destroy the game. You know, at the end of the day, it's it's all it's all fun and good because the guys, again, the guys are in there making the event happy and happen for somebody who's come along and sadly just had been dropped out on at the last minute. Again, it happens, so it's it's good to see they're doing yeah. that. Just uh, next time, you know, make sure you check <laughs> check their lists. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, write that down now in uh, big bold letters. Yeah. Check the list. Um, but no, again, really good game. And then his partner, he was running Talons of the Emperor and Space Wolves. So he uh, he had some Grey Slayers with, uh, I think he was running it as Geiger Fellhand uh, in a Spartan. Yeah. Uh, and then. Two uh, guardian squads, uh, custode guardian squads, 
and a uh, I'm going to mispronounce this now is it the Hecteron guard um, with a shield captain the Hex the Hecteron oh yeah I know I can't pronounce it either but yes the Hecteron is the elite card yeah the elite card with three wounds each yeah dirty dirty and they can potentially all take paragon blades and they can take basically all the weapons they want (laughs) yeah they're they're basically a unit of praetors which is is filth Um, I think is is another phrase yeah yeah and that sure is another phrase Uh, but as strong as our army was, it really didn't play well to, to the scenario. So the scenario was uh, we had to kill characters. So there were no other victory points on hand. You just had to kill characters. Um, obviously, custodes all being individual characters themselves. There was plenty of characters for us to pick from. Totally. Um, the, exactly. Uh, the problem was if you killed a character in close combat, you got two victory points. If you killed them in shooting, you got one. But if you uh, double them out, take the one, take the one, <laughs> take the easy one. <laughs> but if you double them out, if you cause instant death, you don't get any victory points. How? Again, the, the idea was that you're supposed to be trying to capture their characters so you can interrogate them to find out exactly what this war on this planet is all about. Because um, no one actually, at this point in the narrative, knows why this war is being fought. Only that the Sigilite has told the loyalists to go there. And because the loyalists are there, the traitors have gone there. Okay, this sounds like a rather interesting feint by, by the uh, by the sigilite. But yeah, cool, sounds good. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like a normal Friday night. Oh, so and so's there. Well, we've yeah. got to be there. Stand <laughs> up, boys. Uh, <laughs> uh, I get so yeah. I'd say they had really tough lists, but a lot of their weapons were doubling out our characters. So they weren't scoring for them, uh, which was was great. Uh, well, like, we what, noticed what, that only halfway through. Was that doubling out uh, as well as instant death? Like if a paragon blade, you roll a six and shit, and like the yeah. So double oh. out or instant death. Nasty. Okay, that's hard, especially for the custodians. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I sort of cottoned onto that probably about halfway through the game as his shield captain was just murdering everything. It just went on a murder rampage. Uh, so I just started challenging with my characters, thinking, well, he's going to... Because he, he had that sort of mentality, oh, my shield captain will accept because he'll kill everything. But he was instant-deathing everything. So he just I, I just wasn't giving up the uh, the victory points, at least. Uh, so it was a bizarre, very alpha legiony way to... to uh, well, really say, up there for thinking, down there for <laughs> dancing. So... You know, you were you were thinking the right. You had your head in the game at that point. Well, yeah, we kind of had to, um, but unfortunately, in the last few turns, they sort of uh, clocked up on this and uh, managed to pull the finger out and uh, took the win by two victory points in the end. So close. Yeah. The man of the match though has got to go to Pollux, the Imperial Fists guy I was playing with. He was running Pollux and a unit of Breaches. In a spawn, they performed a long flanking maneuver, and uh, the idea was to dis- they'd disembark from the Spartan, they'd sit there for a turn and try and bait out the Iron Warriors, tactical guys, out of their rhinos, 
and the uh, Grey Hunters, or Grey Slayers, sorry. Same thing. <laughs> Which, it worked. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same thing. Uh, he wor- It worked, so he baited them out, they all got out their transports, and they all ran up to these breaches and unloaded rapid fire and fury of the Legion where possible. Um, and then the Space Wolves also assaulted, and at the end of the turn, there was uh, Pollux and five breaches left, and um, all the Space Wolves were dead. <laughs> And Pollux was looking ready to get ready to charge the uh, the Iron Warriors. Uh, it absolute nails the amount of bolter shots that unit took in that turn was just unreal. I can imagine. I can <laughs> actually. I can genuinely imagine the amount of devastation that lot took. Mm. Uh, but Pollux is a legend. He is so. a legend in his own right time, for sure. And we should dedicate that moment to the Road to Terror, Road to Terror guys who absolutely love. Bollocks. Yeah, that's Max and Paddy, That's one for you, bros. <laughs> he was an absolute hero, that man. He he probably held that flank on his own. Um, so yeah, hats off to Pollux there. Top top class bloke. I know another guy that loves Pollux. Yeah, but he's a dirty loyalist, and we don't talk about him. Mm, uh, he's also dead. Oh, spoilers! spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Freddy, you had to go there. It's a really gorgeous model as well, the Pollux one. I was going to say, the yeah. other guy doesn't have a mm. model, so yeah. It's a generic Iron Warrior 58. Yeah, from the generic Iron Warrior 58 from the left with, with the full head mask. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. So anyway, <laughs> whilst we finish bashing on my own Legion, yeah. <laughs> or the, 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 uh, the scum part of my own Legion, um, yes. <laughs> so... So you had, a, you had a, a fun fun game three, uh, close yeah. close outcome, uh, two point two victory points is is very close at the end of the day. Um, yeah. Sadly, not a win. I very nearly voted that game as my favourite game of the weekend, to be honest, because uh, Phil he was just such a top class guy, but I, I didn't do it in the end because a he's a GW staffer, so he kind of had to be uh, that outgoing kind of guy for it, and probably it would be fair to say the army wasn't in the spirit of the weekend um it was a narrative thing and he took a really really whack list yeah so um was it his army or was it one that they had on site that they basically just picked up from a cupboard or something uh no it was his army oh. his personal heresy well, army so well then there's no excuses in for it i mean no no, exactly. I mean, not for a narrative event. It was it was a beautiful army to look at. It looked absolutely stunning, um, but it was just hard as nails. Real whack faggot army. Yeah, not what not what you need if you uh, in a narrative event. But you know, if it's what you got, it's what you got. It's how you you just got to run with it, basically. Yeah. Well, it could be. It, it could to be fair. It could be what you need in a in a narrative event if everyone kind of brought. Same kind of point. I stand corrected on that point. You're very right there. Um, but mm. uh, it didn't seem like this was the case in this particular yeah, event. Yeah. Well, there's no. always a t- time and place for everything. It's called Scandus. <laughs> Which is a time and place for everything. Yeah. Everything? Everything. Don't ask. Everything. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take that in the okay. after hours episode. It's fine. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'll, I'll touch on it probably a little bit later as a, a general summary, overall conclusion sort of thing. But 
yeah, there were quite a few by the sounds of it, quite a few lists that were pretty whack. And um, having spoken to several other people on the different teams, they did feel like uh, certain players were straying out of the the spirit of the, the weekend. So that, that, was, that was a bit of a downer on the overall weekend. But, um, I mean, personally, I, I had a great time in that game, even though it was a tough, tough list. Excuse me. Sorry. So, do do you think it's because people just can't help themselves and build a whack list, or do you think it's because uh, like the people don't read the player pack, or people don't get like wh- why do you think people rock up with whack lists to narrative events? I don't know. To be honest, I think at the end of the day, it, it's an event. You want to play with your cool toys that you've bought. Um, if I if I were to happen to have a night household, uh, hint hint, <laughs> uh, I would want to use it. Uh, I, I would want to use it, and an event like that would be a great opportunity to get to play some great games with it. Um, but at the same time, uh, you can forge a strong narrative as well with those sort of lists. I wouldn't personally wouldn't have a problem playing against them if there was a bit of a narrative to go with it. If you'd maybe spent a bit of time just writing a bit of a backstory for your army, which a couple of the players I played against did do, in fact, so that really helped make up the narrative of the weekend there. Um, hey, at the end of the day, it's a game. The game's a game. You've got to be able to play uh, no. what, you, what you face, what, you, what you're drawn up against, especially when it's uh, an event where they're not doing uh, a proper scoring system, a proper drawing system like the, uh, the, is it, uh, the Swiss system. Uh, they weren't using that at all. It was just a case of more or less randomly pick names out of a hat, uh, I think, for for the drawing of tables so you've got to be prepared to take on whatever you want to come against and if you really want to win you're going to bring what you got yeah well i personally don't prefer getting totally anally raped if someone's awesomely painted miniatures and they have like a background story yeah although it, even though the list is like super op uh like if, if they have some thoughts behind it and like sometimes people do build lists like we had that in the hack variant like people build lists that are super op but they've mm-hmm. done it because they it, it feels like a story to them like yeah in mm-hmm. <coughs> fucking phalanx uh, mechanicum guards but you know <laughs> but you know like it, it's okay because it, it's there as like some sort of because of fluff reasons and then i don't mind getting like totally fucking annihilated yeah Absolutely. I, to be honest, I don't have a problem so long as they can back it up with a bit of fluff. It's, it's all done in fun, and it's not just a desperate cry out for "I need attention, I need to win." Then, and if if they're a decent chap on the uh, on the other side of the table, hey, if we can have a chat about it, then that's all good. Yeah, that's a good attitude yeah. to take towards it wherever you are, basically. Um... Yeah, and it encourages me to up my gaming game as well encourages me to to learn my rules more and to learn how my army works more so that's and always a win to kick the ass of an army like that the next time you face them exactly yes. exactly without bringing the exact same <laughs> list exactly <laughs> so that, i'm guessing that was the end of day one uh well we're on day Are two we? already but no really? that wasn't the end of day Hang two on. this was a th- yeah so it started on the ah, friday okay. night so i was gonna say i thought this was day one lord or Okay, I was awake, honest, promise. <clears throat> okay, so day... Two. Um, so, yeah, we started on the Friday night, and then we had game two and three on the Saturday. And this was now about 6 p.m. 
uh, six in the evening, and we were all pretty tired at this point. We're thinking, right, that's it for the day. We we can all go back to the bar now, have a, get a few beers in, go back to the hotel, and just have a nice a nice evening sort of thing. Uh, but no, it carried on. Uh, it never had, ends. Exactly. We had game four, which was a massive four-player team game. So our full team, all four players, against another full team. Uh, 1,000 points per player. So again, 4,000 points on each side of the battlefield. Ooh. Oh, yikes. It was um, it was tough, I won't lie about this one. This was... I was struggling to uh, just to keep focused at this point. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just playing toy soldiers, but it was it was tiring. Sounds like a long day. Um, <laughs> this mm. game is the one with the interesting special rules as well, isn't it? This um, is no quarter, if I remember rightly. Is that the one you mean? Yeah. yeah. Extra details uh, for the warlord kills or kills within the warlords. Oh yes. Yes, uh, I completely didn't pay attention to that in the game. My warlord was way out, uh, just chopping up the back line, the opponent's back line, so I didn't actually pay any attention to that because it never mattered for me. Gotcha. Um, I just thought I would bring it up because I looked at it and it looked really interesting. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I'm just reading over that now, actually, and uh, that does sound pretty fun. I may have to try that <laughs> out again. Chris, do you want to just read it out for our... Li- uh, hang on, our Chris. Um, do you want to read it out, for, if you've got it in front of you, do you want to read it out for our listeners so they can understand what we're talking about? Sure thing. Uh, the, the, the rule is called... Extra, basically, the extra details is... In addition to the standard game below, uh, each player will have their own warlord, a storm of all, all these games. For every enemy model slain within six inches of each warlord, that team will score an extra victory point. This represents the glory accrued by those <laughs> desperate to prove themselves in the eyes of the Legion commanders. Oh, sweet. Naturally, with naturally with nothing to prove, the warlords themselves don't benefit from this rule. It's nice that I put that caveat in there. Warlords please. don't give a fuck. They just go, nah, all right, fine, <laughs> showing off, well done. <laughs> yeah, but it's for the, for the glory of the warlords. Yeah, that's a pretty cool rule, actually, to be fair. I like the sound of that one. Yeah. So yeah. every model... Slain within six inches of each world. Every model, not every unit. No, every model. Yeah. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) For every model slain, it will score an extra victory point. (laughs) That's huge. (laughs) It's just dawning. It's like, damn. (laughs) Yeah. I really shouldn't have just had my Praetor just knocking around on the opposition's back line. (laughs) Yeah, or or trying to make every charge you could by the sounds of it. Uh, with his unit. yeah, well, not not the warlord because he doesn't get to him. No, true. Himself. The dudes around him, if you know, get get a big unit yeah. around him and charge them forward, trying to kill stuff. Mm. So this is why you have custodes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not have PTSD flashbacks uh, to custodes. So how how did how did this game go for you then? Uh, yeah, so this was uh, again a really fun game. I say I was pretty pretty tired and struggling to keep focused in this, um, but really fun game. Uh, so I took a whirlwind Scorpius uh, Volkite heavy weapon squad, um, uh, two tactical squad, two veteran tactical squads, sorry, and my Praetor. Um, that was approximately a thousand points, so it probably was a bit more glitz and glamour 
somewhere around in there, but uh, that was more or less it. Uh, my veterans were out flanking, uh, just to, well, there wasn't enough space in our deployment zone. Uh, so I thought, well, I'll, I'll take the hit. I'll have my guys out flanking because they can. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, I'll be that guy. Um, and actually, it proved to be a really solid move in the end. Uh, really fun game. One of my team members bought a Malkador Infernus in a thousand points, which was just <laughs> <Yeah>. subtle. <laughs> yeah, because what else says "fuck you" like something like that? Exactly. Just, just a small note. Imagine if that could be used for an Iron Hands list running Castaman or as the warlord. Because then, the, then the tank would technically be eligible, wouldn't it? Chris. Back of your box. We've talked about things like this. You're not allowed to say nasty things like that. You scare our listeners. Well, it, for this scenario, it would be cool. Yeah, it would genuinely be cool, to be fair. But that's, that's also, you know, nightmare-inducing, mate. And you would have to basically drive into retaliation range of the enemy army with your really fragile tank. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Okay, anyway, moving on. So how did the game overall go? Yeah. Uh, game overall, uh, we we got a win out of it. Let me just check my notes I've got. Uh, no, I sort of gave up taking notes at that point, so I've not got any. Uh, yeah, we came out with a win on that. Uh, started off, we it, it was a difficult one because it felt like in turn one we broke the back of the opponent. Um, so Malkador and Furnace just torched a big ten-man unit of Terminators, killed like four of them. Uh, they then break and run off the board. Um, my Volkites just go to town on a tactical squad and just again slaughtered loads who then ran off the board Um, it was just one of those sort of games where they just weren't rolling right we were rolling really well and it just felt bad really it wasn't a fun game in turn one Uh, turn two comes on and they up their game they managed to take out the Malkador good effort um uh, I think they had like four contempt of dreadnoughts, all with multi melters, which will more or less that should do the job. Um, yeah. That so that took out the Malkador, which then exploded in the most extravagant manner possible and did catastrophic damage to both sides, <laughs> which was exploding great. with style. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, everyone loves a little bit of pyro. Um, uh, then my, my veterans outflanked on um, were able to intercept a few units that were trying to push up the flank and get uh, into cover, uh, thankfully killing them off. And one of my veteran squads actually managed to hold up a Terminator unit in combat um, for about three turns before finally killing off the last that's member. Up. I was absolutely amazed. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> a legit, you know, thumbs up, big smiley moment. Yeah, that'll about do it. That'll do pig. Um, exactly. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, at the end of the day, just a really great game. Really fun. Top class guys to be playing against. Uh, one of the guys, bless him, he was playing Thousand Sons, and uh, he had his ba- his army was basically a Contempt of Dreadnought, which died in turn one, and then some Sekhmet Terminators in Deep Strike. Um, they didn't come in on turn two. They came in on turn three and mishapped. Uh-oh. Uh, so went into ongoing reserves and came in on turn four, at which point there was very little left of of his team's army. Um, so they landed and just went invisible straight away, but then he just could not roll um, to hit with anything. Uh, so we just sort of 
ignored them and mopped up around him. Uh, so bless him, he didn't get much of a game out of that. So that wasn't great. But as a, as a whole, we as a whole team, we had fun. They had fun, and yeah, I think we got a few best game votes for that, and they certainly got a few best game votes from from my team as well. So it really, really was a fun evening, if not a long one. <laughs> Excuse me. That sounds that genuinely sounds really awesome though. Um, I like I like that. I must admit, I do like the the concept of the switching of game sizes and stuff. That does seem mm. like a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I know we're doing something similar with uh, Scandus, where we're switching between the big games and the Zomortalis. But I like the the uh, yeah. I like the idea of switching between diff you know completely different sizes depending on the um, uh, depending on how things are playing out with you know the narrative, which is kind of cool. Um, obviously, it's you say it's pre predetermined and pre organized and everything, but still, it's nice to see some fun stuff like that happening. Yeah, absolutely, it really was, and it was a real challenge actually thinking beforehand. Okay, what do I want to use in these armies? Vaguely knowing the narrative, vaguely knowing what some of the game types were going to be. How do I want my army to work? How can I play to the Alpha Legion style? And as well, how can I try and make it work in a doubles context? Because in a 2,000-point army, you can build a very viable solo play army, but when it's played up against, uh, in a doubles game, it's useless because it's not complementing each other. Yeah. So we wanted to try and uh, have that sort of synergy between players in, when it came to the team games as well. Um, so yeah, it really was good fun. It brought a whole new element to the weekend. Uh, one which I'd not really explored much when it comes to the hobby. So, yeah, I'd encourage anyone to to give it a try. Does sound very cool. So, did you did you then sort of go thank you very much and then collapse, or did you hang out for the evening <laughs> and you know what was your sort of e- e- evening shenanigans? Yeah, well, it was uh, at this point uh, it was ten o'clock uh-huh. in the evening. Um, we were more or less we, we started to pack away. And the EOs from GW came around and said, basically, you've got to get out. We have to lock up now. Uh, so just leave your models on the table where they are. This gaming hall is going to be locked up. No one's going to be in here until first thing in the morning when you guys will be first in. So they're completely safe. Just we got to we've got to get you out so we can lock up. So I'm guessing there was some sort of licensing thing there to make them force us to get out. Which fair enough. That's all good. Um, and you really don't want to know what they actually did with your minis during the night. Yeah. No. Well, I did I did manage to lose two mini, minis, and one was really sticky when I came to it in the morning. See? <laughs> Freddy? Well, I, I've lost uh, a miniature of the SK, though. I'm still, I'm still like one tactical marine down, so... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm down a, a Volkite marine and a Morday Fan model, which I use for a veteran tactical marine. I just cannot find them anywhere. Yeah. Okay. This this um this is the, one of the one of the issues, and it's uh, it is something always that you should be aware of as a player. Just make sure your stuff's put away, mm. if nothing else, so it doesn't get um, you know gonzoed, uh, because yeah, you know, that's not cool. You know, that's just not cool, people. No. I mean, realistically, it probably just fell on the floor and is sat under a table somewhere, uh, or as I as I've justified it, it's uh, infiltrating another legion at the moment, and uh, one day <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll report back with a Hey, look, you just you just he just rolled a one. I did that for you. 
Did exactly. they just uh, put it in one of the larger dioramas in the yeah. museum that no one will ever find them? I'll I'll be sure to check out the gallery and uh, play that oh. game. Hide the find the assassin, find the alpha legionnaire. Yeah, I've been playing this for the last six months. <laughs> Where's my dude? God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that yeah, so, I mean it, it happens at the end of the day, but uh, a little bit annoyed, but uh, they're replaceable. Dudes are dudes at the end of the day. They they can be re- they can be. Uh, Recovered, replaced, and you know, sorted out. Yeah, absolutely. So, end of that day, I just went back to the hotel, um, uh, ordered in a Domino's, and just vegged out on the bed and watched Netflix for a bit, uh, like a really boring old man. Um, <laughs> Sounds like my front. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're um, right. We don't have Domino's here. Yeah, I was just saying, I, I was going for the more generic pizza and Netflix and chill, but you know. In my case, it's more pizza and Netflix, and occasionally, you know, more pizza. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I took the gamble, and I, I saw the event pack, and realised, well, Warhammer World on the Sunday morning doesn't open till opens. Fi- where it opens 15 minutes before the next game begins, so we're not going to get a chance to get breakfast from Bugman's at all. So, buy a large pizza. I can have some of it in the evening, save some of it for the morning, and then I've got breakfast. Classy thinking, I like it. Do you know me, the classiest bird you'll ever meet? I don't know, I'd, I'd like to think Freddy is top of the class with that when it comes to that, but you know, you're sounding well organised there, mate, for sure. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> um, it was, a, it was a, just a, a pretty chilled evening at the end, but yeah, three big games in, in one day was a lot. There were several people who were saying... Uh, could have done with uh, knocking it on the head at 6 o'clock after the second game of the day and maybe spending the evening in Bugman's doing something like a quiz or some other team activities that weren't tabletop related or weren't actual games just something that would have really helped just build that sort of camaraderie amongst people who were attending uh, rather than just being focused on heresy games Um, so that would have been nice but they didn't do it, so uh, on to uh, on to the Sunday, then on to the final day and the last two games. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, let me just have a look at the pack now. Uh, yeah. So game five was a standard three thousand points singles game, much like the event started on the Friday night. Uh, I was playing a guy called Chris, uh, which made it very helpful, so I could remember who I was playing against. Uh, he was an English chap, but he came over from um, Gibraltar uh, for the event, which was pretty darn cool. Uh, really, really top-class chap to chat to, top-class army. He was one of those guys that gives you uh, the army list at the start, and he also had a backstory for the army there. So uh, you could, as you were setting up, have a quick read over it, get a feel for where he was trying to take the army, that sort of thing. Um playing Emperor's Children, which was a legion I've not played against at this point. Um, so, really, really cool. And my god, cacophony of filth. <laughs> they are just <laughs> utter disgusting. In fact, I may have to take some for the Alpha Legion at some point. I may have to trial them. Um, they're pretty, pretty cool, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, they're beautiful models. Um, so that's reason enough really to buy a set, I think. 
Yeah, uh, I don't know. It tends to, like, I shoot you, and then I take off three of my own marines. <laughs> I see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Everyone wins. <laughs> uh, they were just, yeah, really, really nasty. Great fun army. But it appears in this game, my, uh, my Terminators just could not make a four-inch charge. Uh, when it really mattered. So I had a big 18-man assault squad bearing down on my flank uh, with an apothecary and a chaplain in the unit. Uh, my five-man Terminator squad rolling in the Land Raider pulls up, jumps out the Land Raider, and goes to charge. It's just four inches away, and I roll a double one. Um, so, yeah, that, that happened. Um, he then surrounds me with jet bikes and guns my Terminators down. Um, so not not too pleased about that. And then in my Spartan, I had my good old faithful Justerin with the Praetor. Uh, they rolled straight on up to uh, a woodland where he had some... Uh, let me remember now. Uh, land speeder Typhons. He had some Cacophony and some Tactical Marines all hiding in that sort of area. So I thought, oh, great, nice bunch together. Uh, let's see what we can do. I go to charge and roll snake eyes again so uh, they, they don't make the charge and thankfully they took an ungodly amount of firepower and still were standing they took fury of the legion from a 20-man tactical squad in rapid fire range and that's an awful amount of bolter shots uh, the full cacophony uh, and the land speeders all fired into them and I lost three marines three terminators from all that shooting which I'm pretty happy with <laughs> it could have been so much worse, eh? Absolutely. Absolutely. But my Marines still didn't really do anything in the game. So I think the, the sum total of that Justerian squad was the two Rhinos they killed in the first game. Um, several days ago now at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it, they they just did not want to get out of their Spartan, it felt like. Um, again, I won't go into all the details, but really, really fun game. Uh, I unfortunately lost that one, um, but really was close. It was a blood feud game, um, so he got he just upped me on the victory points there, um, and he actually won my favourite game of the weekend vote. Um, just really was a top class guy to chat to, to to play with, and we're just we just hit it off straight away. You just have those sometimes those opponents that you just really get on with. Um, and you just know it's going to be a great game from from deployment, really. Uh, so yeah, top class game there. And then we flew on into game six after lunch, uh, which was a another doubles team game. Um, so as a team, we mixed this one up. Uh, so I played with a different person and one of the Sons of Horus players this time. Uh, oddly enough, Sons of Horus and Alpha Legion, we were on the loyalist side, playing against some traitor White Scars and Blood Angels. Go figure. That uh -huh. makes sense. <laughs> but it wasn't a faction event, was it? So it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It was a team yeah. event, not a faction exactly. event. Exactly. Exactly. It, it just felt a little bit weird um, when playing it. But again, top class guys, really fun game. Uh, Blood Angels, even though they've not really got many of their proper rules yet, are disgusting. Um, just nasty. The Blade of Perdition, the Assault Cannons all over the place. It was just, yeah, really good fun, but hardcore. And then White Scars, 
uh, all on jet bikes or in rhinos, um, several Vindicator laser destroyers, excuse me, and a Sikoran Venator, which was, again, great. Uh, so the objective of this game was to kill... They had to kill my Praetor, my Warlord. So the idea was, in the narrative at this point, we finally found out what this war's about. It's about capturing a relic. Uh, the Loyalists in the previous round scored highest, so the Loyalists had captured the relic, and the traitors now, traitors now had to kill the Loyalist Warlord who was holding the relic to try and capture it. So I had to keep my, prime, my, my Praetor safe. They had to try and kill him. Um, so really, really good fun. He obviously had lots of anti-tank, and naturally I put my Praetor in my Spartan. Um, which took a lot of firepower, in fairness. Eventually it blew up. They didn't manage to kill my Spartan, um, but my Praetor didn't do much. Uh, they won the game in the end based on, again, attrition, because uh, it sort of hampered us a little bit in the weekend without being Alpha Legion, uh, where if you lose more units than your opponent, you give away an additional victory point. Um, and so often that was just the, the final nail in it, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, really fun game again, and had I have not had the previous game against such a great opponent, I would have probably voted that one as uh, best game, because it was just, again, really fun, great chaps to be chatting to, and uh, fairly local to where I'm at as well, so we're going to try and hook up and connect over a few more events in the uh, in the future. So, like, uh, with the narrative, you said, like, uh, how, how did they progress the narrative between each of the scenarios? Did they do like a debrief after all the games or prior to the next round or uh, yeah so just prior to the round they'd uh, they'd give a they'd basically they'd already written out the story and they would just uh, copy and paste either traitor or loyalist into a certain box um, so the overall arcing story was Malkador Sigilites go gone sent you to this planet to retrieve a ancient relic ancient Terran relic although he's not told anyone that that's where they're fighting there for, for the first few games. So you're sort of trying to discover what you're fighting for and then where this relic is. Then you're fighting to capture the relic, and then you're fighting to extract the relic off the planet. Okay. And, yeah, they gave you a bit, a little snippet of the story before each game, just so you were more or less aware what was going on. But, unfortunately, they seem to have a bit of technical problems with their sound gear. And because it was such a well-attended event, it was the whole gaming hall in Warhammer World, and their little microphone and speaker just did not carry far enough, and you couldn't really hear it from halfway across the ball. Oh, okay. Well, that's, Which that's, is a shame, That's really. too bad. Mm. Mm. It was a shame, because, I mean, it, it, having a read of the event pack there, you can you can see it's fairly generic sort of narrative of why would two armies come together to fight, what would happen, sort of thing. It's fairly generic. Um, but at the same time, it just really gave you that little bit of flavour for each game, each battle that you were playing. It gave you a bit of a reason as to, yeah, this is why you're fighting, this is why you're here. So, yeah, that was good. It was it was really good. All right, cool. Well, I, I, I'm interested in because I'm, oh, I really want to go to Warhammer World and do like a 30k event. Mm. You know, it's on my by bucket list. Before I mm -hmm. turn 40. <laughs> Good luck with but, that. Well, it's, you know, it's a couple of years. It's all good, mate. Uh, plenty of time. <laughs> plenty of time. No, so I'm, I'm just wondering because I, I, I love, like, 
I'm always like a bit in sucker for narrative events, and and the thing that I'm trying to find myself when I run my events is like how how do you present the stuff in between games, mm. and how do you actually make the story move forward? Like Scanners is it's easy because the story is kind of written on the board because as everyone goes and fill out their scores on the kind of living score sheet thing. Mm-hmm. And, and explain stuff, but I'm running like in an overall story, like because I want to do like a narrative event where I drive the story forward and I do like briefings before each round, mm-hmm. or or maybe like briefings during the round. I don't know. Like that that's why I'm trying to figure out like how everyone is running stuff. So and yeah, steal ideas. I can say yeah, looking at this event pack, it's more that the entire story was already written beforehand, and you just had to. Make it live. So yeah. We, so you had the story because every mission has a story in it, basically. Yeah, absolutely. There's so in the event pack, there's just a little bit of narrative explaining, uh, a little bit in there, um, and then it, they fleshed out that little bit more just to progress the story, um, the overarching story mode. And that, I've been to a, events there before for um, Age of Sigmar where they've broken it down into the uh, Chaos and the Order factions, uh, and each faction has had one of the event organisers as like a general, and they've given a bit of a a story so far moment before each round, uh, and they've really got into character with that there, and really tried to get you engrossed in the story on that side. You've got that sort of competition between the two factions as to obviously which general can shout the loudest, can they drown out the opponent, that sort of thing. Uh, but then you can also introduce things like um, bonuses for in-game. So, oh, so-and-so lost X game against Mr. Watsit. Uh, in this game, he's got to do this, but we think he might struggle against the list he's going to be facing. So let's give him the orbital bombardment that we've all earned as a team so he can stand a better chance in the game, that sort of thing. Um, so that's certainly one way you could take it that I've seen done before. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, I'm taking notes. So. Yeah, cool. Cool. I mean, uh, just as a, a bit of a shout-out, um, yeah, I, I know you were part of it, Freddie, but the Eye of Terror, uh, sorry, the Eye of Horus with their 100th episode, they did a bit of a breakdown of events with Brendan Hickey from the Sons of Heresy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and he, he did a bit of a breakdown on some of the top things from events that they've been through. And uh, that's really good to go and have a listen to for inspiration ideas. I know I certainly took some notes from that because uh, I'm looking to try and get into organising a few events for, for my gaming club at some point. So um, there's loads of stuff out there to, to get inspiration from. Yeah. And uh, should you should you come over the over the pond for a game at some point, I'll be more than happy to to throw down against you at a at Warhammer World. Yeah, definitely. Fuck, man. Does it's that extend date. to all of us? Or uh... sounds good. Oh, no, 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 no. Or oh, just man. you, because you're special, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, fuck you. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, with the capital really the capital special. <laughs> well, no, that goes to I... everyone and anyone. You want to play more Empress Children, that's that's the whole thing, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, they were seriously were a good fun army to, to get to grips with. Um, so, yeah, I'd be more than happy to play against anyone, to be honest. Fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm coming over to the UK in October at some point. I don't know how long for, but you never know what might happen. Although I'm going to... 
and they'll oh, be cool. stuck yeah. in Wales. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, hit me up, mate, when you're when you're over. Uh, Wales isn't too far over from myself, obviously, depending whereabouts in Wales yeah. you are. Um, but I can get to South Wales within the hour from my house, so we can, I'm sure we could sort something Brilliant. somewhere. That's it. I'm going to Swansea, so um, not an issue. We can work something out. There's always firestorm in Cardiff, so um, you know, we'll work something out. Yeah. Make it happen. Wonderful. Yeah. That is most definitely a date. Sold. Right, I pull. That's it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's the episode. Because they always said it's a good thing to meet strange men on Isn't the internet. Just? Isn't it just? It's what we do. Yes, it is. So, um, so yeah. Sorry, I uh, just uh, just thought I'd uh, sit back and have a listen for a second there, and just had to run off and deal with uh, my my little one, who one of my little ones who decided to wake up having a bad dream, <laughs> which is always fun. To, oh, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter what I do. It's like you know, you're okay. I hate you. You're okay. I hate you. I gotta go now. Don't go. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. He's four in two days. It's not going to change anything. Yeah, so like, fucking hell, son, there is no brakes. That's just it's how the it is. heresy there trait. Is no Do you not understand what this means to me? <laughs> no? Oh, fair enough. We can't really argue that. So, yeah. Heresy before family. Just about. Yeah. Just about. Um, <laughs> heresy bros before other, all others. Yeah. Sure. That's- Almost yeah. rhymes. So, like the just like summarizing the highlights of the entire event and like the like the the things that you really liked about it and yeah, kind of like you know fixed, improved, sustains sort of thing. Sure. AR and after action. Okay. Uh, yeah. So overall, really, really positive time. Great, great event. Really good to get out, meet new people, uh, play some games, play some to- with toy soldiers, and just yeah, meet new faces and expand my, the hobby sphere, which is all what I went for, really. Um, so that was a, a huge win. Uh, again, it's great, always good to win some games as well, so that's always nice. It never hurts. <laughs> as an added bonus. Uh, but, yeah, really nice to have that strong narrative being driven through. Um, perhaps something they could have worked on was maybe having that little bit of self-regulation with players, maybe encouraging before the games... Um, just have a chat over the opponent over your army lists um, do you really want to bring three knights uh, with a custodes army to a 4000 point game do you really want to do that do you want to be that guy um, do you really want to bring a whole army of Sekhmet Terminators and Magnus if you do hey that's fine okay um, just have, encourage that sort of dialogue and encourage but, that just in the in the spirit of the the weekend. Did did you guys have to send in the list beforehand, or was it just rock up and no. then make your list? No, it was just rock up. Um, most people, to be honest, didn't really have printed out lists. Uh, they either had it on their phone with Battlescribe or Quartermaster, or um, had it scribbled down in a notebook. Or some people just claimed to have it all up in their head, and it seemed seemed to make sense seem to come together i mean obviously i i slipped there up there with the guy with the iron warriors uh with the extra hq there but um but hey we can we can allow a few small mistakes live and learn, there isn't it? um but exactly live and learn um there were a few accounts i heard of players that really got fed up with the some of the whack armies they played against and actually didn't return on the sunday which is a real shame 
considering it sold out so quickly. It was such limited availability. And then people just suddenly decide, you know what, I really don't want to be here. Um, so that's, that's certainly something they could improve. And I think encouraging that sort of dialogue before the game would, would be a huge, a huge improvement on that. So uh, do you reckon it's a dialogue, or do you think like if they send in lists beforehand and someone actually said, like, dude, hey, maybe you should tone it down a bit? Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you certainly could go down that route. I mean, GW being GW, they are incredibly busy and probably don't have the time to be able to do that, uh, yeah. what with all the other events that they're doing. Um, from a, Maybe from more of a private event, yeah, I probably would encourage that sort of thing. Uh, in fact, that's just reminded me. So you you saying about sending in lists? I've just had a private message come through asking me for, for me to send in an army list for an event I've got in a couple of days. Uh, oh, sorry, in a couple of weeks. Uh, so I really need to do that because the deadline's tomorrow. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not mashing a list um, together five minutes deadlines. before the deadline, you're not doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be fair, exactly. if you actually bring a bring a legal list to an event and not just claim you have it all in your head, that's yeah. probably good as well. <laughs> That, that would definitely be a, a big to win. Me, to me, that's almost a step up of just saying, oh, you see all these Melta guns here? They're actually plasma guns. Yeah. <laughs> just. There's not, yeah. there's not much difference there, for me at least. Just a slight, just just a, just, just only a slight step above, Chris, isn't it? Just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I, I, I don't know. I, I try, it's always a struggle when you organize events. So like either either you try to get in the list early and then you give uh, pointers to people that do it. Uh, you try to kind of make missions that are tailored towards not OP units, and then uh, you you add some like in mission quirks and stuff. But it, it's a hard balance act to get it right because you know sometimes mm. you might advantage someone that that you know, didn't meant to advantage advantages to try and tone other lists down and shit so yeah it's really hard so I mean, especially mm. i would say especially with in general with the heresy it's hard because you've got so many distinct uh themes with within the um within the different legions that you, you know you can you can say that certain legions will most likely play a certain way but that that totally contradiction contradicts another legion so if you for example if you favor mm heavy support for example that's going to favor the iron warriors and most likely the imperial fists and the um, death guard but it may not favor other mm -hmm. other styles of play but you're trying to you know make it something different so you, you're never going to get it a hundred percent but you know i know i hear what you're saying there freddie when you, you try your best but it's just there's there's no it, it's harder in the heresy i think because there's no it's far less generic basically I think that's the, the bottom line. Um, even though there might be some auto-include units, I think the armies themselves make it mm -hmm. very very non-specific, which is absolutely why I love it. <laughs> if that made sense at all. Yeah. If absolutely. any of that, actually, that yeah, rambling absolutely. actually made sense at all. Absolutely. No, I mean, that's why I didn't really have a problem with the Iron Warriors player I came against who had, again, I'll repeat, 10... Uh, siege tyrants, ten iron havocs, uh, and the the quad mortars all were phosphex. I didn't have a huge problem with that in the game because that's iron warriors. That's how that army should play, really. Yeah, I was going to say that's a never leave home without it list as far as most iron warriors players are concerned, sadly. But you know, it's not bad. 
yeah. So I, I didn't have a huge problem with that because it fits the the feel of the army. In the same way, I would be uh, really disappointed, really, if I saw Raven Guard all all with breaches or all Terminator Raven Guard. I mean, yeah, you can you can play that sort of army and you can justify it in the narrative, but Raven Guard, what well, you think? instantly either drop troops or jump infantry that sort of stuff and they're the sort of units you expect to see and heck if you've tooled up your army uh to be ridiculously hard but you're playing to the feel of your legion i've not got a problem with that to be honest yeah no i think it's it's horses for courses at the end of the day but i think it's it's really it's one of the games where you can get enough of a separated feel from it to make it fun and make it work um, that's mm. my personal feeling on it all um, so yeah um, well that's this sounds like you had basically a blast of an event simple as that oh yeah absolutely it really was good fun I mean again I'll keep harping on about it but on my Instagram I just spammed it over the weekend with pictures uh, people were probably fed up to see uh, fed up <laughs> seeing them all but um I mean that's just a testament to the sort of fun I was having. It was it really was a great weekend, and I, I'd do it again. And I'd, I'd, I I want to take those custom missions and play them again uh, elsewhere against other opponents in other games. Um, and I, I would happily go to another event exactly the same again. Heck, this weekend if I could. And that's the, that. That's just a brilliant shout out to the the overall feel and the over the how the event came together and was put together if you want to go back and play it as soon as mm. possible brilliant <laughs> somebody's doing something right somewhere um which is great again another good thing to hear and a good thing to to uh see is out there i mean you know don't get us wrong we'd all love to have forge world or uh, well forge world warhammer world down the road doesn't happen for everyone but it's nice to see that they're putting on um good events for those who can make it and that you guys are enjoying them and you know it makes as we said mm. it makes us want to go it makes us want to show up and actually go well let's let's have a piece of that action then and see how it plays yeah absolutely absolutely they they do a great job they i mean obviously it is their job but they are great ambassadors for the hobby as well they all all the guys that are involved in that event they're all thoroughly involved in the heresy as well they've not just got an events team who are a hodgepodge mix of different game systems thrown into the into the room because they do events, but they're all her- heresy players themselves as well. So um, they got the spirit of the game, and that's key. And uh, absolutely, absolutely, you want to have an event organizer who knows and believes in uh, the game that they're playing. Yeah, definitely. So, so, so where's the next uh, big event at uh, Warhammer World? Uh, so they've got a Throne of Skulls in August. Uh, last time I checked, there is still a few tickets available. I think at the weekend there were ten, ten tickets are still available. Uh, they may have stu- they may have gone by now. Um, in fact, they probably have. But if you have a look on there, they may still be there. Unfortunately, I can't I can't quite make this one. Um, but I would love to love to try for the next one, which is probably going to be start of the new year. I would expect, um, and I, I would expect there to be another Heresy event as well uh, towards the end of this year, maybe November sort of time. Yeah, sounds really good. They they tend to try and spread them out every few months, I think. So try and keep them quarterly, if I if I've been reading it. 
uh, or every every yeah every every quarter every sort of every three months seems to be the mm-hmm. uh, the pattern that I've seen. I might be wrong, but uh, it's a good way of doing it, especially when you've got such a big um, base that the Warhammer world has to run events for to be able to get that sort of regularity in an event is a good thing absolutely absolutely uh, yeah so yeah that's uh I, I really would encourage if you you guys if you can make it over uh you've got to make the pilgrimage to, to nottingham at some point and uh when you do hook me up uh and i'll be more than happy to uh to be your bitch and a uh, guided tour for, uh, <laughs> for a day at sounds, least sounds absolutely superb I think we we, we will have we ha- I think it's one of those things you know we we want to sort of make it happen on a personal level podcast level in general gaming terms whatever we would love to do it um, I know personally I would I don't, I don't think the other guys would disagree with me on wanting to to make that happen at some point in our in our gaming times because it'll be fun um, so yeah I think pretty, pretty much. much yeah <laughs> I think I think we can make it happen we'll make it happen um, but big shout out to the Warhammer World team for putting it together. Um, making it a good event. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, my buddy Lex, who's been on the podcast before, a uh, friend of the show. He is uh, responsible. Well, I, I placed the responsibility firmly at his feet uh, for Crusade and Heresy, the part of the um, 30k group on Facebook, because he did start it. Um, who, because he went along to the same event, and his uh, group picked up a couple of awards while they were there. Um, so super happy for him. They didn't win them though. No, they just grabbed them and ran. Just picked they, them up they, and yeah, run. Literally, they grabbed them and <laughs> ran, knowing um, <laughs> knowing that. No, they picked up the Legion Champions Award, uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, which was mm-hmm. uh, went to the team with the most favourite game votes over the weekend. So they they did good yep. on that one. Um, and I do believe Lex himself may have picked something up again i use the term loosely picked up um grabbed and run you know all those sort of things he's a very good friend of mine so i get away i'm gonna do my best to haze him while i got while he's not here to defend himself because it's much more fun that way um (laughs) but yeah did did a great job very happy for him and for you for having such a awesome um awesome event um and yeah i I was so glad so happy to hear that it went so well for everybody and I'd like to say from from us, and I think the guys will agree with me. Thank you for uh, getting in touch with us and getting on board and coming in and talking to us about the event and uh, wanting to sort of get on and give us something to talk about here because it's pretty awesome of you for doing that. Um, That's not a problem. Thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me something to do for an evening. Okay, thanks for giving (laughs) us something to do for an evening. (laughs) Then I have to panic about uh, trying to find our um, uh, some sort of content, which we don't panic about at all. We've we've got plans for forever. Um, If uh, we we got loads of plans, we never just put them into action. We will at some point. You know, it'll happen. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, thank you very much, Uh, Freddie. R. Chris, you guys got anything you want to add before we sort of tie this one up in a bow no but um oh fuck it I have to I have to make a pilgrimage next year it just have to happen yeah hey, you're not alone in that <laughs> no I think I think I think there there may be some sort of uh, pilgrimage at some point planned and you know like I said if I can, if I can make something yeah. happen in uh, when I come over in October as well that'd be pretty awesome as well cool well I'm, I'm, I'm doing it I'm doing a Depticon, and then I guess I'll have to do Warhammer World. 
Well, it'll have to be done, won't it? Really. Given how close it actually is for us to go yeah. there, it'd be kind of rude not to, wouldn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and you know, I I still want to do the Adepticon uh, pilgrimage as well, especially if they're doing stiff stiff around the same time. Um, they're, they're not, not. They're doing a different time. Oh, Last time I, I heard, oh, well, they're not. You know, I'll, 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 Adepticon is going to be bigger this year. That that's for sure. Um, so it's uh, it's got to be worth going to if it can be done. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that if I can make it happen. And you know, we'll just have to do a road trip and hook you hook up with you and all the other dudes that we've uh, sort of said hello to and had on the show and you know. I'm sure some crazy shenanigans yeah. will happen that will involve Freddy trying to walk in somewhere with a, you know, with a sword on his hip or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, if absolutely nothing else, I'm sure Scribes of War, we can host a heresy night in the bar and uh, we can get some games on that way. Oh, that'll work. Nice. Yeah. That'll work. We can make that work. Well, we'll you... just uh, do like a the closest stripper. We bring our kill teams. Oh, he's fucking working that. <laughs> I'm sure we can manage something like yeah, that. That's going to be a heresy <laughs> event one day, whether we like it or not. It'll be like strip club heresy or something. You know, it'll happen. Heresy and hookers. Uh, yeah, like we talked about, we've got these event ideas that just never come around to happening <laughs> for, for reasons. <laughs> um, so again, I think I'll say, uh, we'll, we'll sort of wrap it up here and say again, thank you very much, Chris. Big shout out to your gaming club one last time. Yep, so the Scribes of War, you can find us on Facebook. Um, we're probably the only Scribes of War you'll find on there. Just type it in. We're Stratford and Avon based. Uh, come on down. First event, first attendance is free. After that, there is a small fee just to help us cover costs. Um, and yeah, we've got a bar. So come on down, have a beer, meet, the, meet have, a, have a chat with us, have a game with us, and uh, we'll try not to come, bite. Come, come on down, we've got a bar. <laughs> you can hear the rushing footsteps right now. <laughs> All the gamers going bar where? Let's go. Um, to be fair, that could probably get Tim and Michael over as well if you're if you're not careful. So, you know, you can't always win. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, but thank you very much, Chris. And with that being said, we're going to head on out to a tune that's been chosen by Chris, and then we will uh, poodle on in for our wrap up, which we'll try and keep short and succinct because this has been a rather mega episode. So we'll be right back after this tune with our wrap-up. Another place, far away. 
we're back and this is our outro for episode 39. Now, it's been a long, long episode so far, so we're going to keep this one relatively quick fire uh, because we'll be following up in our next episode with a bit more detail. So first thing I will say is if you've got an event, give us a shout, drop us an email, um, drop us a message on Facebook, get in touch, give us the details of the event and we'll shout it out. Even if it's an event you're going to or not running, let us know. We want to promote the hobby. We want to push it out there in the wider gaming world. So that is that. Uh, let's start off with... Oh, here we go. On the on the, on the quick fire, Freddy. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, so first up, global campaign uh, through Oz30K and Facebook, the second Golok War. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. You you did just say Golok and not clearing your throat, or was it the same thing? Same thing. Yeah, it's pretty much clear. Um, that is uh, taking place all the way around the year, and our month is next. The month of July is being hosted by the Ranging Heresy podcast, uh, which is a nice little very quick segue into our next episode, which will be our Golach special, where we talk all things Golach, and we will give you a little primer for our event, or our month, I should say. So that is coming up. Uh, we have our night raffle which is linked through the show notes here and on our Facebook page and in our Facebook group and on every reputable face, uh, Facebook page of any 30k podcast in the known bloggers podcasting sphere sound about right pod, pod, podcasting global sphere global sphere yeah the global podcast conspiracy or whatever you want to call it uh, it's out there it exists get in get involved 35 US dollars for a chance to win greatness and awesomeness um, then we have the MKA Studios fundraiser, Painting Masterclass Fundraiser where the boys are out in Oz this year they are raising funds for Soldier On 10, US, uh, 10 Aussie dollars I should say for a ticket and you get dropped into the prize raffle which is going to be a custom painted Sokar Pattern Stormbird Whew. Um, so make sure when you actually donate that you, you leave all the details for yourself so they can get in touch and arrange the whole uh, legion color choice scheme and everything for you that's that one um, Warzone Houston 15th of July that is coming up in a couple of weeks being held at the Houston Marriott and West Chase get along get involved if you're not playing or you haven't signed up for it go along get invested go and see what it's all about and have some fun uh, Scorpius our next event the Scorpius Insurrection is taking mm, part <laughs> Sorry, part four of the Ranging Heresy event series is taking place up in Stockholm. Um, remember that was an update on the last episode. We've changed the location to Stockholm for this year uh, due to life and general shenanigans. Uh, but get involved, get along. And if you said you're going, please pay. Please come along. Don't say you're going and then not show up. We understand that life gets in the way, but it's time to start putting your money where your models are and get involved and lock your place in. Uh, Heresy at the Nova Open uh, comes up at the end of August, the uh, 31st to the th 31st of August to the 3rd of September. So that's an important one, um, especially I believe that Michael and um, Ryan, are Mr. Kimmel, Mr. Kimmel, who has come back to the fold and is back among us. Uh, welcome back, Ryan. I'm a bit late on that one, but welcome back. Uh, then we have uh, Tarsus 4, which is the Geno 5-2 event, which is taking place 22nd, 23rd of September. Uh, pop on over to the Geno 5-2 podcast to have a look at that event and what they're doing. 
uh heresy in the heartland the second heresy in the heartland a 30k narrative event is being run by i believe that's sean from seas initiative podcast am i right freddie yeah so not bruce springsteen no definitely not bruce bruce springsteen although that would be a rather awesome one if bruce really was into um into 30k that would be pretty awesome I was uh, definitely into the heartland. But. This is true, but you know you can't just assume that he's into 30k. Uh, anyway, so that would be pretty baller. Uh, we'll try and get some more information on our next episode. So we'll tr- maybe even see if we can get Sean on as well, because that would be awesome. And then we have the big boy, our event series roundout, which is going to be Scandus, and that's the 7th to the 8th of October. Uh, that is also taking place in Stockholm. And Freddie, what's Scandus like? Massive. <laughs> it's going to be big, big, bigger than the best, better than the rest. Now, uh, and it it will also have the night night raffle, and uh, it will have a night jail. So, like, yeah, it's going to be everything like last year, but even more spectacular. Yeah. So get there or be, I don't know, or miss out. Yes. Yeah, get there or miss out. Yeah, be there or be at home and not playing, uh, yeah. which is which will be sad. Um, but three and a half thousand points, uh, gloves off, all things go. It's going to be absolute blast. It's going to be so much fun. Can't wait for it. Already building lists. Already thinking about it. Already buying models, or maybe already painting knights. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's 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 for something else. But yes, already painting stuff. Um, so it's on its way. Uh, get ready. Uh, sign up at the Facebook event. So yeah, I think that's pretty much our events and general outro shouted out. Again, next episode is going to be our Gullach Primer. Uh, a little bit of uh, fluff, a little bit of chat, and generally giving you something to look forward to when it comes to playing your month with the Vrangian Heresy at Golach. Um, so that's going to be an absolute blast. Um, so yeah, Freddie, you got anything else you want to add into the wrap-up? No, just uh, donate to the raffle, uh, get invested in the community, join up, uh, share your photos, share your battle reports get inspired, post pictures on Facebook, Instagram, whatever, with what you're doing, what you're building, what you're thinking, your, you know, fluff backgrounds, whatnot, just because I get on, off on that kind of shit. So yeah, I want more. Do it. We want, we all want more because that is the good shit right there. That is what we want to see. So make it, make it happens. It will be the awesomes. So I think uh, I'm going to say it's a good night from me. And a good night from me. And remember guys, treat life like 30k. Be angry on in the streets, be fulgrim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head. This is the Varangian Heresy Podcast, signing off. Let the body